Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned in with what I am. This is what I am. What I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. damn. This is who I am. Who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. damn. This is what I am. What I am. And I just don't give a damn. Take me as I am. My G's still pumping, sold on the kosher, you know that my doja kosher game over, soldier, I'm coolin', be on the sofa, niggas is posers and I'm the soldier, don't mean it, it's only Well, do it live! Of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, July 19th, 2017. I am your host, Travis Bryant, and... Joining me right under the wire is uh, my man Cameron Hawk. Uh, Cameron, uh, what's happening? What's going on, man? Not, not, uh, you know, not too much, and at the same time, a whole bunch somehow. Um, how are things? I'm doing all right, man. Um, having an outfit argument, which is weird, but I'm doing just fine. I agree with Faye. You agree with Faye? Faye can't decide what she needs to wear to this thing. She's wearing sweatpants oh. and a V-neck. Like, put some clothes on. Why don't you? We are not sweatpants. We like sweatpants. So, um, so good. Things are good. Arguing about outfits. Uh, <laughs> oh, y'all going out tonight? What are y'all, what are y'all doing? Going to a baseball game. A bit. This is a conversation we had like three hours ago. All right, well, I'm trying to present it as, you know, like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, how's your uh, What's going on? Spontaneous yeah. conversation guy here. Yeah, no, yeah. Hey, who the hell y'all want to see around here? Yeah, yeah you're at right. Uh, yeah. But, no, who who it, y'all going to see around here? Uh, well, I'm Express express at the, at the uh, okay, deadline, right. yeah. And I've never I been, to, so I'm like, yeah, this would be cool. I want to get to an, uh, a real deal um, Rangers game, go out to Arlington, but... Um, yeah, like, stadium. Yeah. Uh, minor league games would, would definitely be fun. So, All right, cool. we got uh, we got a decent amount of topics to talk about tonight. We've got uh, yeah, subjects and topics and ideas and gossip and, and, and breaking... Breaking apparent superhero news. <laughs> I mean, is is Shane McMahon uh, B- B- Bruce Willis from Unbreakable? I mean, if we didn't know before, we definitely know now. Like, oh, as of last eighteen years of bumps, like Flash, then you know, no wonder. Like well, and now I'm like, well, why didn't they just have him do way more stuff? He should have jumped off the roller coaster at, at WrestleMania yeah, right? this year, <laughs> or off the bigger ring above the ring, to, you know that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something. So. Does, does a van Terminator from the top ring to the other ring? Right, right. Yeah, you're like clearly like an android, or you know, some kind of, you know, genetically uh, enhanced being. Or maybe not even of this world. So, <laughs> but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, uh, if you want to call in and talk 
directly to Cameron and myself. Uh, you have to hit us up on the Constellation line. So do that, please. Give us a call at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. If you can't call, you can always shoot us an email anytime during the show, anytime during the week. The mailbag, mailbox is always open and uh, constantly being refreshed. <laughs> Kelvin Owen. Okay, spam. Uh, so, yeah, so we've got uh, a couple emails, a couple VIP and a non-VIP, I think. I don't remember Kyle from uh, Kansas. Mm. I'll figure it out. Do you remember, did we shout out his SoundCloud Live? We did that, right? Yes. Wait, yes, sir. Okay, so I guess I'll do, I'll read his in the night. Right, right, right. So reminder, yeah, just put in the subject or somewhere in the in the email, VIP or non-VIP, so I know which segment of the show to read it in. Um, oh, uh, Twitter. Twitter is always an option. You can find us on the Twitter at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. We've got uh, yeah, some decent conversation, doing some record numbers here this week uh, on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, so you can find the show at East Coast Cast. Like I said, you can find my personal Twitter, at TravLord. And you can find uh, Cam at Seahawk. That's C-E-E, Hawk. And the last bastion of Get Adage, you can find us on Facebook, at the uh, Facebook fan page. Uh, find us at Facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. Or just search East Coast Cast or PW Torch. Yeah, share it on your timeline, tag your wrestling pals in it, and, uh, you know, make that whole internet Facebook deal work. Uh, so, yeah, Cam, what are, what is the headline this week, and what do we have by way of poll results? So, I don't know if we have, right? more divergent polling headlines than, you know, it's been a while since these things have, have existed in such separate plane. Um, I think that the uh, number one, I want to get the headline out of the way. I think it has to be Brock back in USADA testing uh, for a potential UFC return and the rumors of him definitely dropping the title at SummerSlam. I think that's the, the bidding, as it were. That's just so out of nowhere. I, okay. I didn't know. Right. I saw the headline of potential UFC um, UFC return, and then it wasn't until a, a few hours ago or whatever it was, just a little bit ago, in the group, I think someone already said something about piss test. So I was like, you know, well, if he ain't there yet, why you got to – then you talk – then when you specifically just now, 10 seconds ago, said – USADA, uh, uh, I'm like, oh, right, you can't just, like, it's a process, right? Yeah. Like, you got to start, you know, you can't just be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm test me, and then we'll fight. Like, no, no, you're going to get tested every whatever for the next half a year. Uh, yeah. So, wow, that is, uh, that makes now some kind of processing this all here now. Um, 
shit, drop the title at SummerSlam. I mean, that's just the rumor, right? Or for that's just long. like yeah. going like, oh, oh, well, if that's the case, he's probably going to leave and want to go to training, start training, yeah, and probably right doesn't yeah. give care. Does he? So what is Lesnar? Not he doesn't care about WrestleMania and that potential payday, or he figures. Well, that's something I'm just going to have to fit in if it fits in, and I don't have to necessarily train for that. And it's going to be like a Dean Ambrose type thing, where, or worse, because it'll be closer probably to to a potential fight, where he's not willing to take in, you know, take any kind of offense, like what Lesnar, what yeah. Joe did to him, a month, you know, a few weeks ago, would would be a no no come March or April. If he's got a fight coming up in the summer or that spring, so and, and what it makes you wonder, um, you know, we you got a non-finish on Monday night. So, did it go from maybe him fighting a Roman or a Joe again one on one to we're saving the next one on one match and brought her down the road? So maybe we get him in a four way match with all these guys um, to kind of and Brock will not you know what the load as it were. And, Obviously, and maybe he doesn't take the L. So you know, Joe gets pinned. Joe gets pinned by Roman Reigns. Yeah, or you know, Strowman might be in not the mix since he came back. They're not going to pin Braun Strowman, and they're not obviously not going to pin Lesnar, and Reigns yeah. has to win it. So <laughs> at least one it's guy possible. left. And the whole storyline yeah, is: I beat you three times, two, two, twice already. Um, mm-hmm. The third one was a was a was a draw or thrown out match, no contest. Um, and then Reigns will get his pinfall pin over Joe. God damn it! I really wish it didn't just wrap up and it just seem so obvious, like what the plan of action and what the course of action, I should say, probably uh, is going to be. Like it just makes the most sense that you know. <laughs> They're still going to do the four-way, and for the logic you said, like, nope, next one's going to be WrestleMania or Giant Match, and uh, and he can't get pinned if he's going to be dropping a title. And we're not going to do another Undertaker thing where Undertaker, uh, remember when he tapped him out to the uh, Hell's Gate, but he did something, was it the ball, was that, that was when Undertaker was ball-shotting him every other week. Yep. So I think that led that. <laughs> that led to that, and Lesnar gave him the finger as he passed out. I don't think they're going to do another one of those because, you know, even though that was like three years ago, it's four years ago still. Yeah. want to do those kinds of things. So, guy yeah. got to lose. Mm-hmm. So let's not uh, – and don't let me forget it, I guess, we're going through it. We, we did have a poll, and the reason the poll is so important, one, we have a pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Number two, it's our most participated in poll to date, I believe. Um, yeah. The uh, the poll was, uh, you know, what WWE Battleground match are you looking forward to most? Um, we had 507 votes, and nearly 400 went to uh, Owens versus Styles in a uh, in their third match for the U.S. title. Um, and you know, as far as the quality uh, of the match that you can predict, um, that's I think that's the right answer. Um, it's interesting. I think what came in last. Uh, more than what came in second or third. Cena and Rusev in the flag match came in dead last. And that was just uh, – did you get to watch uh, all the SmackDown yesterday? Mm-hmm. 
John Cena, who is, I mean, his maybe his strongest quality is his ability to, uh, you know, to sell a big-time match, you know, when he kind of gets into that mode of talking about the importance and his passion towards what he's fighting for. And it just, I don't know, in this, you know, political climate maybe, um, it, I've never seen him do something that just like, genuinely made me uncomfortable to watch. And it seemed like even though the crowd was enthusiastic at the beginning, like it just, it wasn't important. And that was just, it was kind of surreal to see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> that said, I still thought it was one of his most, like, perfect promos. And I explained it uh, on, you know, yeah, Wade's thing uh, on Podcast One last night. And, I, I mean, the tone he hit, uh, the – the parts of history he used and how, you know, in chrono, you know, basically chronological order, um, having something for everyone, your, your gun nuts, your war folks, your lefties, <laughs> you know, all these accomplishments in quotes, um, by the American war machine and things like that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought, and, and his delivery, he was just, he just nailed it. Right. Like that's just Classic, you know, good Cena that we've that we've seen, and 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 it got me kind of excited, <clears throat> just because he seemed to care so much. Uh, kind of got me excited for a damn flag match. Yeah, no, um, but it's going to be good because they're both good. But I don't care about a flag match. But no, it, it'll be very good um, because those guys are and they're good together, and they do knock down, drag out fights, and. I think we always kind of sneak in how Rusev is really, really good, um, just for whatever reason. Um, you know, he hasn't gotten that break, and a lot of it is being pigeonholed with a foreign menace character. But he's really good, and, and you know how good Cena is. So that's probably going to be – like, the four matches that we had, including um, the uh, the Usos versus New Day for the titles and uh, Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton in the Punjabi prison match, like – I don't know. Both those guys are are okay to good, being Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal. So it's going to be better than, you know, great colleague between Jobby Prison match. And but, you know, even if you – yeah. Yeah. If you exclude, you know, that – like if you have to take that out of the mix, I think the matches that, you know, are in the poll are, are have the potential to be very, very good. And I thought the last SmackDown pay-per-view from a work standpoint, you know, was really good. Um, so, yeah, I think you couldn't really – it was pretty obvious early on what the answer was going to be. Um, but I think that's – there's a chance to be a really good pay-per-view. I'm personally, you know, I'm most interested in the uh, Usos New Day match because so those guys are just so good together at that last pay-per-view. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I purposely like – not purposely, but I don't think people are super excited for Corbin Nakamura um, just because, you know, It'll be fine. Like Nakamura's good and yeah, doing better. Like it'll be a fine match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the you know my complaint about the women's match is you you keep feeling the need to put them all in a match together. Um, and like I don't know. I think it does them a disservice to where they had the Money in the Bank match with five women last month, and then a week and a right. half later they have. 
a rematch of all five women, and now they're having all five in an elimina- elimination match. I, I think the, the division deserves more respect than uh, uh, the fact they'll battle royal every month to determine who the number one contender is. Yeah, it, they shouldn't feel, uh, and I guess it's, I don't know if it's pressure from the talent themselves. You know, is Natalia making a fuss about not being featured and they don't feel she's up to par or interesting enough to, like, hey, you get the next two months of, of challenging the champion or being in this featured uh, grudge match or storyline or whatever. So they just make it about all of them. Mm-hmm. Loosely, I mean, is is that it? Is it? Do they feel, you know, especially with Naomi as a champion? Somebody, you know, she's not Charlotte. She's not Sasha Banks. She's not Bailey. She's, you know, good at what she does. But you know, when you think of like the elite women wrestlers of 2017, she's not in that top tier. Might not mm-hmm. e- might not even be in your in your second tier, depending on how you uh, how you uh, how you're judging. But she's still fine, and but she's the champion, and you know she's doing the thing with Lana. It's kind of weird, and don't know where that's going. So it's it could just be one of those valleys in a roller coaster or whatever you know of peaks and valleys of of a particular division. You know, like, well, they got to try to get through having, you know, they have five women that are six women in the division. It's not a ton of talent. Yeah, and, I mean, ever since you see how good it is, like, we just saw, you know, um, I thought maybe a kind of weird step off, but still a good Charlotte-Becky Lynch match last night. Um, I thought the misstep that they made was match quality or yeah. I thought the misstep they tried to make was like they tried to do that yeah we're friends but rivals catch as catch can thing at the beginning, and I just don't think it was really smooth what they were trying to execute. But as the match went on, like it was really good. So I mean, there's the potential there to have really good one-on-one matches. Um, it's just uh, you know, it was a, a little funny, but they they should have more one-on-one stuff, um, especially with yeah. the time. That uh, that you know, had that that there on the show. Like there's there's time to do that. So yeah, but, but yeah, I think I mean, we're 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 finally really starting to realize like the superstar shakeup definitely went Raw's way. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether it was the addition to somebody from SmackDown that they got, or what I think it is, it's more of what SmackDown lost. You know, losing Alexa Bliss and Mickey James and. Uh, sure, sure, they got Charlotte, but Charlotte ain't shit all of a sudden. Like, she's a baby face and not really interesting and still kind of the same person she was as a heel, so it's like, oh, like, okay. <laughs> it's just weird, and she's just not as good, and she's not a, as big of a, as big a star. Remember, we were saying she was the biggest acquisition or the biggest move in that whole shakeup. Um, I think Raw, because Raw has been better. Raw was, SmackDown was consistently the better show for the first half of the year, even going into WrestleMania when Raw was getting getting most of the, you know, big-time focus. They were, SmackDown was consistent, you know, since last this time last year when the 
when the brand split happened um, the first time, so or this last latest time. So I think that's uh, that goes into into it. Like the division is down because the whole thing is down a bit. Two hours to watch. It's still only two hours, and AJ Styles is still there. So, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. you know that's that already got you. you know, more yeah, and the stuff one. like the the face face stuff with him and Nakamura, like the promos, like the slow build. That's really cool to watch. You know, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens. Yeah, is still it'd be nice. And was great. It, 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 I, as much as I like that they're like, like, hey, yeah, this U.S. title, it'd be nice if it was the the big the big belt. And they weren't yeah. sitting here yeah. putting yeah. all this emphasis on the U.S. title. Like, one day, okay. like, all right, Shinsuke, that's, yeah, one day you'll be U.S. champion. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I mean, wow. yeah, Adam. Wow. I'm just saying. But, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're building that thing up and, I mean, even the IC title right now is is on the way up, and that's cool right there. You know, they're doing good. They're doing good stuff. Yeah, but unfortunately, um, uh, SmackDown, the, the, the big title, is is certainly, it's, it's being, isn't it weird certainly not on the way up. The big title is being rebuilt. Like, isn't that strange to say? They're rebuilding up the big title. And and I don't know. I think they need to reevaluate this whole thing with gender. I talked about it last night with, with, uh, with Wade. Uh, we've gotten like twelve weeks, three months of of the of, same promo of the same promo, absolutely. And we've gotten twelve weeks to see his like trajectory and him catching on. And I said, yeah, the 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 the, the, the bar, the graph goes up, but it's like the. It's like the lowest setting on your treadmill, like when you start to make it incline. <laughs> like, you know what? I just want the lowest bit of resistance. And it's like, sure, and come back in five years, it'll be in the, it'll be like, oh, yeah, look where he's come from. But in the in the meantime, that three-month, 12-week by 12-week, you know, as you're looking at it, it's like this isn't happening fast enough. Like, this isn't – he's not catching think- on. This is not JBL 05. You know, JBL brought a lot more to the table when he had this similar thing going. It just I, I mean, it. I really think it's, it's y'all are bigots it's too. Getting away I'm from a, Randy Orton I'm though, like bigot, and I hate Mexicans. But say I what? think it really matters. Uh, yeah, like, I think getting away from Randy Orton, like we have to evaluate it from there because absolutely. I mean, he just and and you know this this is nothing to do with like how, what I think about Randy Orton. He just doesn't bring a lot as an opposing figure. Like, you don't root for Randy Orton because somebody's against him. You don't boo Randy Orton because he's making somebody's life hard. Like, he just kind of exists. So, like, we have to see him with the next guy, I think. Like, I, and I hope it's not AJ. Like, that would be a mistake. <laughs> if, it's, if it's Cena, like, like, who knows from there, you know what I mean? Like, we we need to see what he does with the next guy because I don't think Randy Orton is who you want to 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 play off of to try to determine kind of where somebody is as far as their uh, their barometer. And, and at this point, there it, it, there has to be a next guy because the other option is oh well then you're going to put the title back on Randy. 
And it's like, no, no, no. Okay, okay, let them get through whoever's the next person's going to be. And, yeah, I hope it's not AJ. It's like, oh, well, I'm glad AJ's a U.S. champion. <clears throat> They'll be less, exactly. less, less, you know, less inclined to, to then feud them with the WWE champion. So, um, can they, mm, this just not how, again, it would be not more of the same, but more worse. Like, they can't then put them in a program with, like, Corbin or something, and, you know, and plus Corbin's got the briefcase. His whole thing is he's, you know, lurking. And um, Yeah, and the reason they've had a three-month Randy Orton feud is because they don't have a ton of people that, you know, baby faces that would make, that would make sense. Like, you can't, like, it would do so much damage if he went in a feud with AJ Styles and, and uh, and won that feud, whether it was a month long feud or a four month long feud, like yeah, and AJ's got to come. Like, he should just walk through Jinder Mahal, goons or no goons. I mean, Orton should too, technically, but you know, fuck him. So, uh, care what happens to him? He can look as <laughs> bad as they want him to look. No skin yeah, they, I caught a still of like his dad being hemmed up by the Singh brothers, and just the look on his face. And woo, it was it was great. It was like I can't believe these brown people moved to my town. It was great, fantastic. You just had a look of shock on his face, man. <laughs> oh boy. All right, let's. Um... Let me ask you: Is um is there any chance that uh Boris is on hold? Uh, did you want to give him a birthday shout out? I did. That's uh, yeah, no, he's not there, not yet. Okay. Well, well Boris, if you're listening to this or, or when if he jumps on when I'm not around, happy birthday to you, Boris. Oh right, yeah, you are bailing out a bit early. Uh, oh yeah, I mean. Can't go this far without talking about uh, Jobber mentions in the chat room. Um, number one story: We found out Kurt Angle had jungle fever 20 years ago. People still say jungle. First of all, we knew Kurt Angle had jungle fever. Jobber, we we were aware. Yes, that Kurt Angle had jungle fever. Uh, yeah. You know, he wanted to have animal style. But then he continues. I, I guess Jordan got the wrestling skills in his DNA, but none of the charisma. Uh, well, not fair, not fair. I think um not at all. It just, well, it's not fair. Like, he just uh Like he's got that okay. same cornball charisma Kurt had twenty years ago. Huh? Watch that breaking ground thing with him, try, you know, when they were going around doing spot shows and he when he was mm-hmm. still firmly ensconced ensconced as a as an NXT wrestler. And they're on the road and he's buying sneakers from Kmart. Like, you know, that guy. Like, he's totally... Like, yeah, you being a geek... Totally, like... He could totally be... And not that he should, or they should give him the similar gimmick to Kurt, but he could totally be a milk-drinking Boy Scout, you know, Mm -hmm. tattling on people and, you know... but, But also being a hypocrite and a cheater and stuff like, you know, like, yeah, he could totally, you know... I mean, he, if, if, if we are, 
to say that we, you know, know into Vincent Mann's psyche, and all we know is what we've seen. Like, he is, like, the, the prototypical guy Vince would want to push. He's he's big, he's young, he's clean cut, um, and he also has that amateur background that satisfies, you know, the, the, the parts of the audience that his guys don't usually reach. Like, he has... To me, he has all the tools in a way that, like, Kennedy didn't quite have because Kennedy was trying to figure it out in the ring a whole lot, even though he had the character down. Like, Jordan just Mr. Needs, Kennedy? Mr. Kennedy. Like, yeah. Okay. And yeah, he, was, he had too many people in his ear and couldn't quite figure out, you know, couldn't figure out his finishing move. Like, he had, he had different obstacles. What I'm saying is, like, you always feel like, Jason Jordan was down there in NXT, you know, got with Gable, found that gimmick. But you, we always kind of said, Travis, like, American Alpha is cool, but, like, Jordan's going to like, – if Vince has to pick a guy from that group to push, it's going to be Jordan for physical reasons, you know, and, and, and we kind of understand that. But then he's a, a big, strong, good-looking kid. Like, they're going to find something for him and, and hope it works. And they've put him with – like, if you really think about it, they've made Jason Jordan, uh, aside from the Universal title, the biggest storyline on Raw. Because that's what they've been building for for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So it's been about him, you know? Right. Uh, so, yeah, I, mean, I, I think. And. <clears throat> no. No, you got it. Go ahead. Are, are we ever going to find out who was the person that was threatening Kurt? Uh, threatening to expose it? I mean, because because it seems that the story is, you know, the, the long lost son, and we found out this, you know, news twenty years, twenty five years later, whatever, whatever. Um, now, don't think about what led up to it because you just go, well, wait, somebody still was a piece of shit and was like threatening yeah. to quote unquote expose somebody. Like, who who was that? Yeah. You know, like, I, I want to know. Just like they said, just like they said that, uh, you know, the mom wants to remain anonymous, uh, whoever the girl was. I think we we're going to do the same thing with the person who was trying to blackmail him. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be fascinating if this is all like a Jason Jordan heel turn and it was never Kurt's son? He just wanted a chance yeah. to shine solo. Yeah, and and the, and the logic behind that would be that Triple H set it up. Triple H and Stephanie were mm-hmm. behind it, or one of and, or and, the other, and or both. Talk about and that explains and then, and then how Jordan like next uh, authority guy. I get. I mean, if they bring the yeah the the authority back like full fledged, um, I, I suppose that would that could ex- watch for explanations from Shane and Brian and why Jason was able to move to Raw. And like, mm-hmm. did we get a pick? Did we get a money compensation? What more advertisement of SmackDown on Raw? <laughs> I remember they tried to actually make that an issue between Bischoff and Stephanie back in oh oh two or oh three. <laughs> like, who ran that SmackDown commercial during Raw? Somebody's going to get fired. Bischoff's all pissed. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> As if. Um, but if it's if they're behind it. They could explain why there was no trade or no compensation because they just made it happen. So 
watch it, Brian or Shane, especially Brian, because Shane, you know, you would think he'd have some more, but some more power, obviously more power than Brian. But if he goes, look, there's powers of be that of that be that wanted that trade to happen or that wanted that contract on Raw, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a ton we can do about it, and I'm not comfortable talking more about it in public. That that'll be a decent ass callback come. February or March or however long they play this out. Um, and, and and my another reason why I don't I think this is going to be some, a ruse is because they don't do long term, you know, fake sibling relate you know relate you know mother father you know family stuff. Yep. I mean, how it wasn't long ago, or I should say, it was. Long, I mean. Edge was still wrestling full time when they acknowledged that him and Christian were not brothers. We're not, brothers. and that was just yeah. you know ah they were wrestling brothers. You know how that goes, and hand waved yeah. it just yeah, waved it off like whatever. So I I wonder if they did the Kennedy gimmick ten years ago if that would have actually stuck and they didn't have to switch it at the last minute because he opened his mouth and switch it to Hornswoggle. How long would he have gone been Vince's son? Like could yeah. they could have turned around six weeks later, just like they did with Hornswoggle, and 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 or more likely it would have probably been six months later or a year later, but I don't think we're sitting here a decade later, Fabin talking about uh, about Kennedy being a McMahon. Yeah, they would have taken care of that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, <laughs> what they say on the, the boondocks when they found out Uncle Ruckus, he did his genealogy and found out he was 102% African with a 2% with margin of error. Yep. <laughs> it was like, oh, no, there was a black intern working that day. Here are your real results. You're you're white. <laughs> Got rid of it right away. So, yeah, Vince would have been like, oh, no, there, you know, some, some weird happened. Um, so, yeah, I, I yeah. That's interesting to think about. So, all right, before we uh, take a call, I wanted to get to uh, an email we got from... Okay, well, he put VIP, but he also put high Trav, high rich slash cam. So, I want to take that as... uh, I'm going to take the liberty of putting that on the the free portion. So, uh, Jordan, uh, oh, wait, I think uh, Bolton, yeah, I think we, he, he signed up, or not signed up, but he liked the fan page a month or two back. So let's hear what he's got to say. Uh, hi, uh, Trav. Hi, uh, Cam. VIP member Jordan from Wales here. Uh, just And he sent this 15 minutes ago. Just, uh, just, a bit of, just a bit of weird background on my listenership. Uh, three or four years ago, when I found the torch, I listened to just Wade shows for a good year and never bothered with the East Coast cast. Then one day I decided to tune in halfway through, and you were <laughs> you were asking every caller would they rather fight a hundred duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? Oh God! And the rest of history. And <laughs> the rest of history. I've been listening every 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 week since. And you are now my favorite show on the torch. Oh shit, nice. That's amazing. Thank <laughs> Usually, God. You know, wow. 
Bruce or Todd or somebody, <laughs> you know, start, gets that on her. started in the group text, like. And where the hell did I, I don't even remember where I heard it. Maybe on the radio or, yeah. Okay, so he says, so, so questions. Uh, number one, there's been a lot of live cast discussion lately on what Enzo's role will be after the cast feud is over. People seem to be put off by the idea of him on 205 Live, as he may not keep up in the ring. Uh, yes, I agree. He would get, and they don't even have, like, they've got good, good cruiserweights. I mean, all the cruiserweights they have are good, but, you know, like the the world beaters, the ones that are, you know, your Bushies and your Zack Sabre Juniors, even though I don't, I'm not the hugest fan of, you know, Zack style. Uh, aren't even on the show, so yeah, that he would get exposed. Episode one, you know, his first day on the job, he'd fight a jobber, and the, the the jobber that like lost to, you know, Neville or whoever last week, or not uh, TJP and 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 Rich Swan, he'd beat Enzo up probably. Um, <laughs> but they could, they should. Send his ass to SmackDown and say that's what you're getting for Jason Jordan. It would be Raw still one, like for me, for my personal taste, but it would accomplish that goal of having some some kind of compensation and getting him away from cast. Like that's like he should lose that feud, and that's fine. He's losing a feud, and he's you know coming over to SmackDown. But it shouldn't even be a feud. The match, the match that he had. Uh, at the pay per view when he got destroyed, should have, should be it. And they've transitioned into a big show feud, and he should go away. Whether that's to SmackDown or, you know, like I'm considering or suggesting, but he should not be feuding with Cass for the next six months, even for the next two months, for Cass's sake. So he continues. So my question is. Uh, my question is: Do you think, uh, do you think that could be worked into a storyline? Enzo could be outclassed in the ring time after time with the story over a year, eighteen months. Him being trying, uh, him, uh, could, the story could be him trying to improve in order to be able to hang with these guys. In this scenario, Enzo gets better in the ring, working with these guys every week, both storyline-wise and in real life. The fact that he initially can't hang puts over the credibility of the 205 roster. And the 205 roster gets a charisma boost. Hmm. Cam, thoughts to, uh, about those thoughts? I like the premise. Um, the biggest issue I have with it is, like, I don't doubt Enzo's enthusiasm. But I also think everybody has a ceiling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You can only get so fast. You can only get so strong. You can only read so many books to where you'll do so well on the test. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, and not like Enzo's an old guy or anything, but, you know, he was down in NXT. Like, they worked those guys in NXT. You know, I, I don't know if, if, I think if a guy has potential to get better in in that aspect, um, you see it. And, like, 
he was working with the Cesaros and Sheamuses, and I don't know if they wrestled the Revival, but he's been in there against top talent, um, you know, as the guy who's taking the majority of the bumps. So I just don't know if if a style is something you can learn that late in the game. Like, I think it's way easier for an undersized guy like uh, Rey Mysterio, like a, uh, a Chris Jericho, um, and it's not fair to say Ben Juan Guerrero because they were you know, world-class guys. But I think it's easier for a guy of a, of a higher caliber technique to adjust to a slower style than it is a guy who's trained in WWE style to, uh, to adjust. Like, what, none of those cruiserweights are homegrown talents, you know? Like, these are all guys who hone their craft outside, so I don't know if it's something you can learn at this stage um, and that's not even me necessarily attacking Enzo's talent, but muscle memory is a thing. You know, I don't know if you can, you can learn a style that late in the game. I love the idea of the story. I just don't know if it's something that he personally can execute for a variety of reasons. He would definitely bring a charisma boost, though. Like, I, I think Enzo's, I think Enzo's future is in being a manager of some sort. I don't know if his trajectory is really being a, a single guy because uh, there's just not a whole lot one well, there's not a whole lot he's been asked to do either. So, so let me be fair to the email. Maybe there's more to Enzo's repertoire than we've actually seen. But he was asked to do less based on what they were in the, uh, you know, what they were as a collective. Like, uh, you know, we've seen, and these guys aren't even good examples. But like, look at Rollins and Ambrose as singles guys outside of what they were in the Shield. You know what I mean? Like, they, they do a lot more. They have a lot more because they were asked to do less as a collective. So maybe there is more. Again, I'm just skeptical on whether or not he has the ability to show more based on what we've seen so far. Yeah. That's definitely fair. Um, a long way around. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm not sure. Just in the, in his scenario, the first point was Enzo gets better in the ring working with those guys um, in real life and in storyline. I don't. I'm not sure if if I'm if I'm Cedric Alexander. If I'm uh, Tazawa, I'm not sure I want to be giving a guy a crash course and you know how to wrestle. I mean, even though he's not going to be the one. Doing high flying stuff beyond maybe just diving off the top rope or diving onto a group of guys on the outside or something like that. Uh, he's not. That's not his style. He's not going. But he still has to be a base and still has to take these moves and has to be there and the timing. And yeah, and muscle memory. Is, uh, just yeah, he's not. Like he's just not. Like, as good as Cedric Alexander is, I think he's very good. I think Brian Kendrick is very good. Neville is very good. Like, all those guys are extremely talented, but not everybody who's a really good wrestler is AJ Styles. So where you can put them in there with anybody, and they'll make the other guy look great. Not everybody's that. You know what I mean? So there's no telling if we haven't seen those guys against somebody who's not their speed, or at least in their range. So who knows if they can put on a match that shows that they're outclassing the other guy without actually, or with still making the actual wrestling look good. Like, it doesn't do anybody any good if they're three steps in front of Enzo and Enzo's blowing spots. 
You know, it's that's a tough thing to ask guys to do. I think um, being the uh, you know the guys in the cruiserweight division and Enzo, that's just that's a really lofty goal. As cool as it would be to see, I just don't know if it's realistic. Second question, hypothetical question. Imagine if you were a kid, say between eight and twelve, given the things, given the things that made your favorite wrestlers your favorite when you were younger. Who do you think your uh, who do you think would be your guy? Who do you think would be your guy or girl if you were that age right now? I know, I know immediately. Like this is a super easy question for me. Um, and one, if you listen to this show, you know we're pretty much between eight and twelve. So you know that's accurate. <laughs> but no, Travis, I told you this. Who did I think was so good when I was twelve? And it didn't. It wasn't until adulthood I realized he wasn't very good at all. It's fine. Not Razor Ramon. Oh, Luger. okay. So, so who is the Lex Luger of 2017? Like, <laughs> it would be Roman Reigns. Roman? He'd be my guy. This... And that's not okay. even that's not even knock on Roman, but I'm just thinking about big, strong guy. Yeah, that's how I. Takes a few key moves. Um, has a great look. He looks big and fast and strong. Um, you know, like it would be, and and when I say Lex Luger, I don't mean the narcissist or the American, whatever the fuck he was. I mean WCW nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety seven Lex Luger. That was my guy. So it would be Roman Reigns would be my guy. Hmm. All right. Um. So when I was eight. I liked Hulk Hogan. When I was 12, that was like the last year I watched wrestling uh, before I came back in 99 when I was 19. Um, and my guy then was Shawn Michaels. Like, he's probably the reason I stuck around till about 93. Uh, Michaels and Sherry was just everything. Um, so... So eight-year-old me probably is a Cena fan, right? Or maybe even Roman Reigns, but somebody in that in that sort of like sort of like your reasons, you know, the guy, big and strong, looked the part, and yeah, and and was clearly the most pushed. Not that Lex was really ever the most pushed in the incarnation you're talking about. Uh, at 12, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I would have been into the Miz and Maurice act. You know, just kind of thinking, all right, if I was in the Michaels and Sherry. But they were just, they were different than what Maurice do and, and better. So I'm not sure. Yeah, it would be, it would be Roman. Um, it would probably be now. Uh, probably, yeah, because that would be my Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I don't know who would be my Razor Ramon guy. Uh, hmm. I, I mean, I don't know if and that's more like to be WWE necessarily because that changes things. Um, but no, I would be um, what? Like I was a uh, you know that that's Harlem Heat time. So Usos would be up there for me. 
Now, as far as women, like, there weren't any, really any prevalent ones, 96, as far as the wrestling went, you know? Um, yeah, in 88, there was, there was, you know, Wendy Richter, maybe. But I think she was even, uh, yeah, not even, not even. So, and then by 92, yeah, there wasn't a, you know, that stretch between 88 and 92 when I was 8. Well, there wasn't. Uh, I didn't have any kind of favorite women wrestler, women's wrestler. I didn't like women's wrestling. I hated it. They wore stupid bikinis and looked like, you know, like old. They wore old lady bikinis and uh, to wrestle in, and the wrestling was just so terrible. Yeah. And if I'd have stuck around and got to see, uh, maybe got to see some of those Japanese women before I left. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would have changed things, but yeah, I didn't. Uh... Yo, Kalisto turns one of those flips. I would have lost my mind, man. I see a, a Salido del Sol. Well, well, weren't you ninety six? Oh, what about Ray? He was on WCW. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Kalisto would have lost my shit. Look at this. He's a superhero. He's amazing. That's how I talked when I was four. He's amazing. Oh my god. Would have been great. <laughs> uh, number three, where would you guys rank A, CM Punk, B, Daniel Bryan, in your most over guys, and overs in quotes, I don't, I don't know why, but in your most over guys, on your mo- list of most over guys of all time, while neither of them, neither of them had years and years as the top, at the top as the guy, it seems for a mixture of kayfabe and political reasons, fans seem to bond with those two char- with those characters at a deeper level, uh, which isn't which isn't there with other guys, no matter how much they get pushed. I'm asking, as I just rewatched the cage match where Brian turned back babyface by taking off. He never turned heel, oh, but I know Monday night, Monday night, uh, Brian turned, he was in the overalls. Uh huh. Turned back babyface by taking off his. By taking off his white gear, that crowd reaction was crazy. Anyway, thanks for answering my questions and for the consistent great work over uh, the work all three of you do. Have a great show. P.S. I totally, okay. I totally fight the hundred duck-sized horses. Fuck having a two hundred fifty-pound duck waddling after you. Two hundred fifty horses are not two hundred fifty pounds. Horses like six hundred. Mm-hmm. Damn pounds, yeah, like a quarter of a ton. Seven, eight hundred, yeah. Yeah. So, I think we can answer. But I think maybe he's scaling his weight down because a duck isn't that solid muscle, and it's a bird, so its bones are lighter. Like you said, even if even still, Tyrannosaurus. Let me just get that out. Tyrannosaurus Rex is trash. They can't run. I'll square up one right now. I bet that duck will break his legs too. So. Let's, yeah. We can probably get through this kind of quick, think, Travis. Yeah. Is, let me ask you, is, 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 let's start with CM Punk. Is CM Punk more over uh, in a vacuum than DDT was in WCW? No. Just, by, just okay. because of the numbers. Okay. Because so, I'm trying to establish a baseline. So Daniel Bryan, by nature, also wouldn't be as over as DDP, right? He's closer. Okay. So then you have Daniel Bryan higher than CM Punk. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so because more talking, people we're talking numbers like, there. Hmm? Are they, are they more over than Bret Hart? Like Bret in 93, Bret? Like, or 96, Bret 90, lost the title to 96, uh, 96 Bret. Dream? I'm thinking, I'm thinking peak. Yeah. So 96, Bret. No. Again. Okay. It's just. So, so they're below Brett. Okay. So they're. Hmm. So, okay. I, I think we're getting to the good stuff here. Are they. Uh, so, and then we wouldn't have Benoit Guerrero above Brett, would we? So we're already saying below Brett. So below Brett, below DDP. So that puts you automatically in, you know, the, the 20s all time, 30s all time, roundabout. Uh, oh, yeah, I think they'd be absolutely uh That's a great spot to be <laughs> I'd want to be that. But, yeah, um, yeah, okay, so are they above intercontinental title Razor Ramon? Yes. Okay, so, so they're above that. Uh, are they above, I'm trying to think, what was hot in WCW but what wasn't? Are they above Lex Luger WCW? Okay, they're above that. So we say somewhere in the range of somewhere between DDP and Bret Hart and above Lex Luger, WCW. WWE, I'm, I'm having trouble finding an equivalent because when you start talking about guys who were champions, like that's, you know, that, that's up there. Um, okay, here's one. Are they above Ken Shamrock, WWF? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though the number, so even though more people, more people were watching Ken Shamrock and paying, okay, theoretically for so a lot shows of people were watching this guy. But where are they with him? Are they above Chris Jericho WWE? And not even as far as who was watching. Um, but I mean that, that yeah. definitely comes into play. But sure, but success as main eventer WWE. Are they above Jericho? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. No, I, th- I think they're above Jericho. I think because um, they, they, as good as Jericho is, it's, you know, I think they would inspire more people. I think you hear more people are going to say, I came back for punk or I started watching wrestling mm-hmm. first time for punk or Brian um, than you would. Jericho, and that's no fault of Jericho. It's just he was at he was his peak was also at a time where just everybody around him he was trying to climb over to get to the top spot. Mm-hmm. A dozen Hall of Famers, arguable Hall of Famers. So then, here's the real question: Are either of them yeah. above Triple H as a main event? And I mean, and I think to be fair, you have to say Triple H. Post Austin and Rock. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. N- no. 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 I was. I was agreeing with your premise. Post Austin Rock. Mm-hmm. Not giving my answer. Mm-hmm. Um. I do not think so. I mean. Yeah. Even. No matter. Yeah. Even if it was Triple H forcing himself. Yeah. You know, like how I don't care about the motivations, how or why it happened. You know, oh, Triple H is a sleaze bag. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So the Triple H, they're, they're below that. Um, would you have them, and that's strictly as a, as a main eventer, would you have them above Brock? Nah. Because, you know, Brock had 300, Brock hasn't had 400 matches in WWE, which is the weirdest stat ever. But yeah. He hasn't had 400 matches. No, he's just he's in a, he's a bit of an anomaly. I'm not even sure mm-hmm. it's it's fair. If you can put him there, what about Orton? Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about Brock, oh one, oh three, oh four, Brock, sure. But 2012, what, 2017, what about, Brock. Uh, what about Orton? Yeah. Above Orton, above Batista. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if they're above Orton and above Batista. All time is hard, but that puts them ten of their era, both of them. And I don't argue that. Okay. I, or I would, yeah, oh. I, they're they're definitely both in the top ten. If you're yeah. if you're if you're doing if you're just doing oh seven to seventeen, you know that ten years, something like that, for sure. Yeah. Top ten in the last decade, probably as, as strictly mm-hmm. as modern era main eventers, because. His last or if name you do is 04 to 14, Mitchell, my last name ain't Valley, so we can't say like 40 years ago. But, you know, if we have to go, if all time is my lifetime, being 1985 and, and after, then probably mm-hmm. top 30 as, as main event guys, they're going to be top 30. Um, just by like the formula. Well, uh, just, just trying to put them up next to this guy at this time. Um, yeah, right. they're. Um, you know, they're below, really, I mean, in the last 10 years, those two guys are below Cena, and as far as being a, a main eventer, uh, below Cena and Brock, um, and, you know, Rock doesn't really count because he's not full-time, those guys are next. Those guys are, those guys are up there. You know? Yeah, and, and I have just, I have Brian above, above Punk, and strictly, mainly because, more people like him, like as a person. Like, yeah. there's so many people that don't, that are willing to not give Punk his due because they don't like him as a person. Yeah. Like, they can't put that aside. Or it's hard for them to put it aside. It's like begrudging, the, you know, they do things, but, you know, like, yeah, I give him his props, but mm-hmm. they don't want to because he's a scumbag. He has the nerve to voice his. His displeasure, you know, he doesn't just take it and say, thank you, sir, but I have another. You know, we're just, you know, the argument that's been, you know, around for a long, we're just such whip dog fans that we take anything that somebody, it's like kind of like being a slave. Like, you're just so used to, you're born into that shit. You're so used to, you know, being under somebody's boot that when somebody's like, fuck that, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to smack the shit out of Matthew if he come over here and say some shit. And then the motherfucker like, boy, you crazy? You want to get us all in trouble? You know, like, they don't, people don't want to, you know, status quo is a son of a bitch. Like, things, they are always going, things can always get worse even when they're completely on their ass and under somebody else, somebody's, uh, you know, control. So, so I'd, I'd give Brian the edge because he's just up, and he's just a a, a better, more uh, not better, but a more likable person. I mean, he's just like personality wise. I don't think 
Punk would be like, the yeah. like, no, he's like, no, I'm off-putting and I don't like people. Brian's like, no, you know, hey, let's talk and let's go out for, you know, vegan burgers or something, pal. So, no, so, great email. So, yeah. um, I'd love to sit down and actually write down where I think they sit. Maybe I'll get around to that. But, yeah, I'd say top top five, top ten of their, of their era being the last decade, uh, probably top 30 in the last 30 or so years. Easily top 30 in the last 30 or so years. Definitely. So um, you, uh, 6.30, you need to. Uh, I got a bit more time. And I, oh, okay, good, good. Let's um, let's uh, take our first call of the night. Let's go to North Jersey and North talk Jersey. to Kylan. Kylan, uh, Kylan uh, what's going on? Not much, brothers. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing Doing well. well. Doing well. That's great. So, I have two, two, I have two big things here. My first question concerns Two o two o five live. In light of Talking Smack being canceled last week, and two two o five live blowing off one of their big feuds last night, that being Mustafa Ali versus Drew Gulak and probably blowing off Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick soon. Oh, and and I forgot to throw in Noam Dar and Cedric Alexander. Should we be, be afraid that 205 Live is about to receive the action? Question number one. Uh, 205 getting the act? Well, I'll tell you what's more telling than than them blowing off the feud. If you notice the 205 Live match on Monday... They didn't change the ropes. Like, right, go on Raw. Right, it. but they, they did on the, they for... the regular ropes on Raw. They did on SmackDown? Right. No, okay. no, 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 but they did probably... for the actual 205 show. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what I've heard from, from people is that they don't think it's going away because they think that's admitting a failure on original wrestling programming. Not like Talking Smack, which was an extension of the show. Uh, so, so, they, uh, what do I want to say? So, yeah, I don't think that's going away because I think that admits kind of a, a mistake on their part. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it's definitely possible at this point, um, you know, with that being challenged, but I don't think so. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I don't think it's uh, because it's not. I don't know. I, I guess you can make the same argument for, argument for uh, for two hundred five or for talking smack that it's, there's no extra production cost except the cost that it takes to, to I don't know keep the cameras going for another hour, <laughs> you know. So and people manning those cameras. So that's actual of real expense. I don't want to make it seem like. You know, it's there's nothing to it, but but it can't be enough that for budgetary reasons they would do it. It's it's, uh, but again, that same argument could have been made for 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 talking smack. Like, what are they doing? What do they have to do extra? Like, so I really hope not. I mean, I hope it's not, uh, you know, on its way out. Even though it's not the best show, I mean, it's not the worst. It's you know, an hour of really good wrestling, granted between the same, you know, 12 guys, but it's really good wrestling. And some of it, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get a really good match probably once every, you know, once a month. And once every three months, you're going to just get a real stellar match like you got with Dar and Alexander last week, and even Ali Gulak from... From two from last night was uh, was good, except you know the spot where he lands on his head, and then that's not the finish. I mean, that's yeah. You you were kind of up in arms about that one, right, boy? So a little bit. I mean, it's just yeah. You don't have a move, take a move like that and wrestle for another five minutes and a simple uh-huh. splash. Oh, oh, oh four fifty or whatever inverted four fifty splash. Like you just broke your neck earlier in the match, like. I'm completely disinterested now, um, but yeah, but it was still a, a, a really good match. So it's a show that brings value and gives guys gets guys on TV in front of a an international audience and gives them a paycheck. And I hope it sticks around. I hope it just gets better. Hope they sign uh, better and you know newer wrestlers and have better creative. So let's get Kylan back on for his second question. Uh, what's your second thing, Kylan? My second question is in regards to free agent signings for all major promotions. News, news came out earlier today that that Lucha Underground wrestler or former Lucha Underground wrestler Johnny Mundo or John Morrison has now signed with Global Force Wrestling. There are also rumors that Rey Mysterio is in negotiations with both the WWE and Global Force Wrestling. Global Force Wrestling even went so far as to present Rey Mysterio with a hard copy contract 
on Monday. In light of these tidbits which I have presented to you, give me three names, one each, that you would like to see in any of the three major promotions.
Can he be any chance? Any chance D'Angelo Williams could be? And again, no one is going to be the next Kurt Angle, but the closest things you know we're going to get to. You know, Kurt Angle consider, and I mean because he's a he's an elite pro athlete, pro football player, and he he wrestled for like what three days, three hours, some shit, and it went out there and and looked like he'd been training for six months. Um, you know, and I mean it's hard to equate a guy to Kurt Angle because it's like Kurt Angle, you know, wrestled and wrestled and wrestled for years, so he was adjusting to a style more so than a brand new thing. Uh, mm-hmm. with, with all due credit to pro wrestling and amateur wrestling. Um, I mean, maybe style-wise, more like The Rock, in that The Rock was a high-level athlete who just had a, a move and a flair to the things that he did because he was already so athletic. I mean, you know, Austin was like that too. But, uh, again, these are guys who did train and train. So, I don't know. It's hard for me to say, like, a guy he'd be equated to. But, uh, you know, I say that I'd like to see – Morrison, Mundo in NXT, you know, going against those guys one-on-one, small setting, you know, hungry young guys. That'd be interesting. Um, but, yeah, all of a sudden I'm on – like, it's weird because politics and stuff make me feel like that. But whenever I see somebody get screwed over by the man, all of a sudden I'm a fan of him. So I'm like, yeah, I want to see him do stuff. I mean, yeah. That's what we talked about, Brian. That is one of the reasons yeah, Brian connects so, so well. He got screwed by the man, and then kept getting, gets, kept getting screwed by the man and kept getting better, yeah. which, which made the outrage and the the intensity and the the connection intensify. Mm-hmm. So, I absolutely want to see Kenny Omega. You know, main roster, whenever we hopefully get that name. Absolutely want to see that. Um, and then, you know. Okada. Is, Kenny, is Kenny Omega under the WWE umbrella WrestleMania weekend, whether he's on TakeOver uh, New Orleans or on the main card or on the kickoff yeah, show? I think, you know yeah, I, mean. I, think, I think November, December, he has the bag. They throw the bag at him, and he's there. Appreciate the uh, call, uh, Kylan. Um, let's um, let's um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk to uh, let's talk to Mark in Ontario. Mark, what's happening? What's going on? Hi, guys. Uh, this is Mark. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Can you guys hear me yep. okay? What's going on? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, hope you guys are well. Um, I dialed in a little bit late, um, and I don't know if you've covered it or not. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Nakamura versus Corbin in terms of who goes over? Um, in my view... I don't think either can really afford a loss. Um, you know, Nakamura seems to be weakened week to week um, and just doesn't seem as special as you should be. And Corbin's the money in the bank holder. There should be strong and cre- a credible threat. 
to uh, whomever is the champion. So I'm curious on uh, your thoughts on the finish at Battleground. Yeah, I think Corbin Corbin takes that L. Uh, yeah. he's, he's, See, I'm the opposite on Money in the Bank, Mark, in that I think he can afford oh, yeah. every single loss every single week. Uh, and so he cashes <laughs> in the... Uh, until the cash is in the briefcase, like I know that's like lowest common denominator booking, but I think that you know, the one of the things about the money in the bank guy is people forget about him. You know, he takes these losses and you don't think about him challenging, and then he jumps in out yeah. of nowhere. So I think you know, I think yeah. Nakamura even, continues to go over in matches um, that aren't like he continues to go over in matches um, and matches that he doesn't win in. Somebody else takes the pinfall like on SmackDown. Hmm. Right, but even for Corbin, even having that thing for a year, like, well, he just won it. He doesn't, you know, unless they're going, to, unless they plan on having him cash in in two or three months, you know, they could not not be flipping about it, but they could worry about that later. You know, they can't uh, like Nakamura. They they know later. Like it's now or never. For for, for a guy like him. Exactly. So I guess emphasize the, you know, it's okay to lose, and then you're really sneaky and, you know, surprise a weak champion, and that's that's the play. Yeah, the I'm more concerned that Shinsuke wins, and it's a non-win because immediately <laughs> Corbin beats his ass up, maybe hits him with the briefcase, knocks him out, or, you know, Unless yeah. they plan on you know, keeping the feud going, then maybe that might not be the worst idea. But they have to be careful. Yeah. Like Nakamura's mm-hmm. got to go over, go over strong, and uh, not immediately have his heat taken away by uh, <clears throat> trying to keep Corbin strong or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, again, I'm looking got forward the to that. And he's got a year, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, agreed, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to the match because I think Corbin's the type of guy that can take a couple good stiff kicks and punches and, you know, will help Nakamura look strong. Uh, I'm hoping that's what they do because um, I'm curious on your thoughts on uh, Nakamura's presentation, you know, to date because I think he's, you know, overdue something strong. Like, I think he looks weak at the moment. What are your thoughts on his push so far? Go first. I think if you're on TV every week, um, as good as you are, eventually you do become everybody else. You know, um, and you know, Nakamura is built on I'm going to kick your head off. He's not so much built on even Steven. A guy like AJ is built on more even Steven. We wrestle and wrestle and wrestle. I show you all these great things I can do and all these different maneuvers I can do. So I, I mean. I agree with you that he's weakened, but I don't see how they can do anything different unless you put the title on the guy and have him kill everybody in two minutes. You know, it's uh, it's complicated. You know, um, yeah, but he's definitely going not into level, um, going into him into Nakamura on the main roster. You had to know. You had to know going in. He's not going to get booked like he did in NXT. But you just know these things. They're not going to treat him like Brock Lesnar. He doesn't have 
you know, he, you know, as much many people liked him in Japan and in New Japan and stuff. He didn't have millions and millions of people shelling out money for, you know, half a dozen pay per views in UFC and made him a bona fide star. Made he was the top grossing or top drawing pay per view guy in in pay per view between '08 and 2012. That solidified him in the minds of folks. He is special. So, and, and Shinsuke doesn't have that or anything close to that over here in the West, at least. And uh, so you had to know going in. If you didn't, if you're trying to delude yourself into thinking he was going to go over there and just start kneeing people all over the place and, you know, take over Raw or SmackDown, you just, you know, you, you set yourself up. Um not, not you, Mark. I'm not saying he did, but yeah, uh, you had to yeah. kind of go know going in that um, he's going to get he's going to get regularized because you're going to see him every week. He's not going to be he's going to get jumped. He's going to he's going to have to sell for guys and just you know you just hope he can like all the other top guys, not named Brock Lesnar, that had to be there every week and uh, in the last fifteen twenty years and, and do it. Hopefully, he can be. <laughs> You know, treat it like the, the top third uh, of those guys. And I think he's doing and fine. Uh, I mean, I think he's winning matches. He's not looking bad. He's His offense is credible. The announcers, there's no wavering with them. So I think a lot of that is our own you know, kind of uh, knowing WWE, knowing where he came from, his potential, and kind of talking yourself into, you know, I mean, calling, you know, Shinsuke has not been booked weak. I I think that is the wrong word to use when describing Shinsuke's main roster, anything he's done in WWE in the last two years. He's taken, what, two losses uh, on the main roster, one of them was last night the tag match where AJ actually took the fall, and the other is the Money in the Bank match uh, where, you know, I, uh, he wasn't defeated, more or less. Somebody else just happened. Right, to and they gave him the spot in that match. They gave him the come out, you That's know, big three quarters yeah. of the way through to a monster ovation, holding his injured body part, fighting through with the fighting spirit and all that, and almost... <laughs> Uh, almost winning, but not losing. Like you said, it's a ladder match, so he can not win and also not lose at the same time. So. Yeah. Mark, jump back in. Yep, you've convinced me. Um, my last <laughs> question on Matt. Okay. Uh, <laughs> very easy, well done. Um, I guess my last question on Nakamura is, uh, you know, do you think uh, when do you think we'll see AJ Nakamura? Do you think they're going to be uh, patient enough to save that to WrestleMania, or do you think they're going to do it earlier? I think they're going to be patient enough. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, uh, this, this, this is this has all the evidence of the slow burn, the slow six month build that comes to a head at the Royal Rumble. In, in probably in the Royal Rumble match. Okay. You know, 
might start a Survivor Series if they're on the same team. You know, if they do that, Team AJ or Team Nakamura, that could be a part. That could be a, you know, a, a point of consternation going into that match. Who's the captain of the team? <laughs> you know, and then, and then at the Rumble, something could happen uh, in the match. Somebody eliminates somebody or whatever. And they're, they're a little friendly, friend, friendship, competitive friendship thing that they've that they've built shatters. Yeah, I, I I hope it's long and drawn out with you know a really good build. I hope they're patient. Um, did you guys already talk about uh, Jason Jordan? And, a little bit. Um, a little yeah, bit. Kind of laid off with that more or less. <laughs> Okay, so I'll, I'll listen back to the podcast, but did you uh, talk about, you know, would Gable have been a better candidate for Angle's illegitimate child versus Jason Jordan? Based on what? Well, we but we, Based on nothing, just, a, you know. Because yeah. I don't remember, so I don't remember Chad Gable having memes and shit all over the internet for the last two years about yeah, being that's the guy. The thing. It was, this is probably, Mark, the most on-the-nose reveal they've done because this is absolutely a creation of, like, people, like me and you, put, posting up these memes, like, look how much they look alike, look how much they pose alike, look how they smile alike, being uh, Jordan and uh, being Jordan and Angle. And so while uh, Gable has superior technique, like, nobody would argue that, I think... Uh, and I'm not a height guy, but I think making his son, making Kurt Angle's son a guy smaller than him is an issue. Um, and Gable's not as handsome as Jason Jordan. So he's not as, quote-unquote, all-American good-looking. Like, Jordan was the better fit, I think. Um, just uh, just from an aesthetic standpoint. And then they just also, from an everything standpoint. Like how they wrestle, yeah. how they... Their jawline is cut. Everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it just. Yeah. And Kurt's affinity for brown ladies. Blacktail, as they like to call it. Um, but yeah, that's that's also true. Um, I I think um, there are. I understand why people say uh, that Gable might have been a better fit, but I think Jordan has more what they look for. And I also think again, management is higher on Jordan as a singles wrestler because he looks more in line with what they push as a top single guy. And with that, Travis, I do have to go. If you can hear me, they have to talk. I'll say it next time. All right, guys. You guys take care. Thanks, Mark. You guys have a great show later. Cool. Talk to you, Cam. Yeah. And I'm really hopeful and optimistic that, you know, this leads to good things for Jason Jordan. Because, uh, you know, I, I I like the way, you know, he moves in the ring. I like his character. And I really hope it doesn't, you know, with the pre, with other illegitimate children, Hornswoggle and, uh, you know, Big Show being cast as Andre the Giant's kid. I'm hoping it doesn't tarnish anything for, uh, you know, Jordan. Yeah, my thing is, my main thing is they don't, they don't continue family stuff 
longer long in wrestling. Uh, even even my, my one example, my main example is even it, it, while Edge was a bona fide main eventer, main event in SmackDown and Raw and winning world titles, they let it, they let it be known when it was obvious Edge and Christian were done as a tag team as that was going to draw anything. That oh they weren't really brothers. It was just you know instead of just. I don't know, shutting the hell up and letting the story that you created a dozen years before stand. Just let it, like, why do you have to go and, and confirm? Just let like, it we just know who Jay Riso and, and Adam Copeland aren't, you know, brothers. Mm-hmm. But that's the story you created in 1998 and let it, you know, just let it be. Yeah. But they they did, and they don't. So, so... I just assume sometime before, nearing WrestleMania, it's revealed that 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 Triple H or Stephanie or both had you know had Jordan uh, had had this elaborate plan and got Jordan in on it, and uh, for whatever reason they got to come up with something good because I don't see a reason they want to fire the guy, fire him. Why would they want to torture him? It's just this is for making out with my wife seventeen years ago, Angle. You know, like, okay. <laughs> you know, I've been plotting, waiting for a chance. So, <laughs> all this time. You know, all this time. Uh, so, so, so it makes me think that, that, yeah, because I think Jordan as, as, not a Kurt clone, but a wholesome Boy Scout, Eddie Haskell type, you know, that's just like in front of your parents, mm-hmm. that's the sweetest, nicest kid. As soon as your parents yep. are gone, they're like, bought some cigarettes and, the, you know, stole my dad's schnapps. It's like, <laughs> go to the river and, you know, be bad kids. <laughs> that's Jason Jordan. <laughs> you know, the kid that's straight A's, double athlete, and then you find out he's been, uh, you know, paying his, paying his, um, you know, cheating he major cheating on his tests and all, you know, his grades, and he also gave your daughter HPV. Like, that's the kind of guy he really is. Like, just a scumbag smiling and, you know, bright, big, bright smile, but is really a piece of garbage. I think he can really pull that off. In the he's, got a, of, he's, like, got a, <laughs> he's got a piece what? of hash in between two quarters, right? A piece of hash in between two quarters? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, know. wait. School That's how you what does that do? So it's an easy way to keep hash in your uh, pocket and not have it make a mess. It's, you, you squish it in between two quarters. You never did that? No, I've only done hash a handful of times. And and it's 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 always been someone's, someone else's. And I've I've never like gotten hash. I remember having in my translator when I went to when I went to Africa when I went to Egypt two years ago, and having in Arabic. Uh, Hello, my friend. Do you know where I can find hashish or marijuana? But I didn't want to. I didn't want to you know get my hands chopped off or be in some That's damn Luxor jail. So trying to get high. So I just left it alone. I just was sober for two weeks. <laughs> you know, it was whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm a I've little never, bit older. I don't even know where to get hash from. Maybe that was a thing back in my. Maybe it's a it's an Ontario thing. Maybe it's uh. You it know, could be. 
Could be. All right, that's all I have. And uh, I I enjoyed your content yesterday with Wade. You did a really good job on his show, and I'm happy to uh, hear that your show, uh, the East Coast Cast, is being uh, promoted on Podcast One. I think that's great. Yeah, that 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 uh, that's definitely worth getting on there just to be able to say, hey, go to eastcoastcast.com and you know, next time I'll try to sneak a T public, you know, plug in, try to get people to go buy some merch. Yeah, but, absolutely. Thanks for taking my call. Well, Mark. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Mark from Ontario, everybody. Uh I guess somebody from Jersey that just jumped on the line. Uh, press one, by the way, uh, if you want to get in in queue. We've got uh, Darrell and Mike. Let's talk to uh, talk to Mike in Brooklyn first. Mike, what's what happening? Up? What's going on? Not too bad, man. What's what's up? What's happening? What's on your mind? Um, Dan, first apology. I wanted to, to call and ask, uh, you know, Friday, um, you know, podcast with Bruce and you and Rich, because, you know, that's all pretty much where it started from, with me, you know, calling into the podcast yeah. and things of that nature. It started mm-hmm. Monday, you know, Monday night for a preview show, you know, with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Back to 2011. No, we about to, um, no, pull up on the support rich show just there. Job rich man, that Saturday, you know. Mm-hmm. That's me. Part of the East Coast cast family, but um, you know the start of the, the start of everything. Oh, what you, what you what you think about the news that just dropped a couple of hours ago? Pertaining to what, your man, uh, uh, I was going to get to that, but I was going to say um, I was going to go, you know, to the Brock situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brock. Uh, we talked about that a little earlier. Like, what's the chances of him dropping the title at SummerSlam? I think and if it's, if it's a four-way, then who? And, yeah, we played the scenario out. I think uh, we kind of came to or at least my uh, – my my conclusion is Roman's going to win and he's going to pin Lesnar to do it. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, he's going to pin even, Joe to do it. I, I was thinking the other way. I think they was going to me, like um, you know, on the round it was being reported that Brock already let WWE officials already know that he really don't have no on that Mania next year. So. You know, with that being said, if that's the case, I think that probably also factored in or played a factor in, you know, that WrestleMania main event being scrapped. Definitely if he's not going back. And I think, like, not for nothing, I think Joe get the title at SummerSlam, and then they'll have Roman win it a little later. So, so you know, you go in deeper, and it sets up, you know, the whole Roman seen the dynamic like for the new year so not only do they have Cena versus 
Reigns at WrestleMania, but it's for the Universal title. I mean, Tiki told me, you know what I mean? They really don't meet. But I think that's the way to go. But, yeah, I'd like to see Joe with it. Like, on the Raw side, I would, I would have... Uh, I would have, you know, just seen them range, just do their thing, regular, you know, regular match, the bragging rights level more, and I would have Joe, you know, maybe if Joe and Finn, or Joe and, you know, Joe and Braun. It does somebody open can, up a lot more, a lot more uh, matchups if Joe's your champion, because a guy like Joe can pretty much wrestle anybody, big or small. Strong style, or you know, WWE catches catch can type style, and and have a have a good match. Like Brock Lesnar is not, he's not gonna go in there with Finn Balor and have Finn like look good. Like it's just, and I'm not sure he that's, should. That's what I was telling my kid. Like, there's no fucking way on earth that Lesnar will put Finn Balor, you know, over or do what he did for him like a joke. Like to me, my my thought and my theory, he don't respect those little guys like that, and he don't think enough of them to think that they any kind of a fucking challenge for him. Yeah, I'm not even sure if that's his thought that it's malicious. It's just probably like, like that's just his mindset. Yeah, yeah, like you know, and the fact that he has legitimate UFC fighting background. Wrestling, fighting, back, wrestling background. He comes from a background of weight divisions. He knows exactly. that in his, as a heavyweight wrestler, at 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 at, at uh, where the hell did he go? Minnesota at University of Minnesota. He wasn't going to, no matter how tough the 150 pound wrestler was, like in real life or in a bar fight or, you know, like Brockett. You know, whatever he was in college, two ten, two twenty as a heavyweight, wasn't nobody fucking with him, like or that person at one fifty. That's just, it's just a matchup issue. Like it's, I'm just too big, especially if we're wrestling and you don't get to like pick up a thing. And you know, if it's a street fight, it's different. You have you know some it, you know advantages, you know less rules. But if we're maintaining the rules, you ain't got shit. So he's he's that clouds his, you know. Wow, yo, Ruby Riot is bringing it to uh, to Ember Moon in this match. Nah, she's straight flying. Like Ruby Riot, yeah, I, I never really, I, like I never thought she was bad or even like mediocre or average or anything. I just, you know, like yeah, you know, she's good, but doesn't stand out mm-hmm. besides her, her her look and her tattoos and stuff. But now yeah. I'm like seeing her, like oh. Okay, I get it. So, but yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, man, Joe as a champion would be sweet. I mean, they could even have Joe win the title at SummerSlam and have and have Roman win it back at the Rumble or win yeah win it from Joe at right. the Rumble finally. That's what I said. I mean, to me, it's no big rush to put the, the, the strap on him. Like, obviously, it's not gonna do anything. Ratings, you know what I mean? It's not moving metrics like. Is not moving metrics, and right now it's like Joe's just creeping up on him. Like, and like when you got people that don't usually watch this, thing, you know what I mean? And it's like, 
like I said, like I told you before, all that older ladies like, who's this who's this uh Joe guy? He's he's a bad motherfucker. Like this guy, you know, yada yada yada. My girl was even like, Yo, that big motherfucker ain't no joke. Like Brock barely won. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he fucked him up for those six minutes. And then the look that Brock you know what I mean? Basically they did the whole Rocky Three shit, um, the next night. Remember how Mick was protecting Rock from Clubber, like, you don't get no title shot. And that's basically yeah. what Paul Heyman did. Like, he know that if he get caught in that fucking clutch, he's going to sleep. Uh-huh. He know, and he knows that. I mean, as far as the, um, as, as, as far as the, uh, you know, the Jason Jordan thing, I'm going to play, you know, I'm going to switch it, you know, play devil, you know, advocate to a, you know, with what everyone is saying that it might be a who's further down the line. What if it what if it's like it's just like a whole big like play on the Lavar Bell and his you know, and the pops thing, you know, with the overbearing fucking father that's just you know, just going out his way to cheat for his son. And it's like they they, they just would come to probably maybe the top hill at, you know, on the raw side of just being just two jackasses with that cornball humor and, you know, the slyness, the wittiness of it. I, I think the gimmick has to they, they, that has to be at the soonest a year from now. I don't think you could – you have to play out – because you can't get LeVar, – LeVar Ball raised – those he's had nineteen years of being those right. kids, or at least the oldest one's dad. You can't go from oh, good to meet you, long lost son, to my son the best. And then, I mean, you can, but it's just not. I'm not sure if you can if you can transition to being the overprotective, you know, cheating for your kid dad. Uh, well, with they silly ass book, and I'm quite sure they'll try it because that's what it looked like for me. Yeah, like you yeah, said. I wouldn't. right. Jason Jordan got that sly fucking smile. You know, he got that sly smile. And he was kind of dick on that breaking ground shit. Like, um, I think they were calling up. Who who were they calling up? I think um, they were calling up Tyler Breeze. And go yeah. back when you get a chance. That was like the, and he was like just, the first few uh, breaking grounds. Yep. Yeah. And he was being such a dickhead to him. He was being Jason was being a dickhead point. to Tyler Breeze? He was being such a dick. He kept teasing him about something. It's something he kept picking with him about. He oh, kept being okay, such man. a dick. Like, and it's like, he like, yeah. I, like, he kept saying it. And Tyler Breeze said something smart, and he said something back to him. And it's like, he's one uh-huh. of those guys that, you know, he knows he's a badass. He's an amateur. So, he, you know, he's a shooter. So, he probably can right, handle stuff. Yeah, right. stretch the shit out you, and he, you know, he's a big fucking dude. What he go about? Yeah, six, seeing three? him in the, even in the suit, even in the suit jacket, you know. Yeah, you see next him. to Kurt. I was like, man, this, you know, Jason Jordan's, you know, big guy. And of me, I know other two because we we all know Vince like bodies. We all know. They could Vince. go like, wait, wait. How much do you have you been? Do you know Levar Ball's story? Like. Like his whole like this is a thing he he's been as far as his kids like he put this in the this process into into effect 
or this, you know, in a long time ago, even when picking his wife, like he picked a vo- I think she played volleyball. Yeah. Or, or maybe basketball or both, but she was like a, a, a tall woman. Like the whole point was, I want, you know, he was like, no, I want a tall wife. So we have tall children and I'm going to, from the womb, basically, <laughs> you know, we'll put a basketball in their hand. It's, you know, the, soon as they come out. But it, yeah, that's exactly. basically what they're, they're that's what they've done. And that's what he's done right. with them. And, and like, so if they want to go oh, oh, so so if Kurt it, it it's different because the whole it wasn't planned. Obviously obviously LeVar Ball was out of college, was a professional, was a multi millionaire or at least, you know, a league minimum minimum mayor. Uh, which is damn good, especially in you know the nineties. Um, you know, so it's different. You can't be like, oh no, I, I picked this tall black volleyball playing chicken clarion. First off, I have a hard time believing there are any black women worth sleeping with in Western Pennsylvania, or not all of Western Pennsylvania, <laughs> outside of Pittsburgh, because it's horrible out there. I hated driving. Like my brother went to Duquesne, and I hated like taking him to school in, like, August or going to get them and, and, and for the breaks and stuff. Uh, I was just like, man, I'm going to, you know, it's speed limit all the way there, 10 and 2 on that turnpike because, you know, it's in between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. It's fucking Alabama. And people don't, yeah. don't believe that until they see Election Day that, oh, Pennsylvania went fucking red for the first time in, you know, forever. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so it's it's some stuff they can they can do. I hope they stick within the, you know per, certain parameters that they don't try to get too cute with it or be too yeah. be disrespectful. Yeah, no, nah, I think it'd be a slow build up into that. Like I would say that would happen. Like they would be full fledged on like around Mania time or after, you know that. I think if it's going to turn, if it's a ruse, we find out by Mania. Yeah. And whoever, because Kurt's not going to wrestle, then, and they, he's definitely not going to. <laughs> Can you imagine if they clear Kurt to wrestle and, and he gets to wrestle Jason Jordan at WrestleMania? Oh, the, I thought you were my son match. <laughs> that would be fucking crazy. Bam. That would be fucking crazy. Yo, the but promos. Me personally. I'm banking on him being cleared. I don't think they're going to clear him. I don't think they're going to clear him. So I think I, I think Jason, I think he's designed to be, you know, for Kurt to live vicariously through him. And, you know, who better than Uncle Triple H to put one of his guys, you know, that came from NXT over to try to get him over? Because at this mode, that's basically what Triple H is doing. Like trying to get his guys over, right? That's what I think. He, you know, his whole you know master plan is to do is to get as many you know NXT guys over, and like I said, photogenically. I mean, like this might be you know if all goes well and he taps into his charisma and shit goes well. This might be what they've been looking for for the past five years, as far as like the lead African-American, you know, black dude 
that they can, you know, that they can sell. Maybe. I mean, because he got I mean, everything that Vince and that fucking Kevin Dunn like, and that's the look. He got right, everything right. I, mean, like. I think he needs some more personality. I mean, we had uh, yeah. somebody jobber in the chat room earlier talking about he got Kurt's Olympic G- DNA, but none of the personality, or the wrestling DNA, but none of the personality. And I thought that was a little unfair, but I, I get it. He just—I don't think Jason Jordan's had a chance to showcase himself. And what he what we have gotten has just been a a dull kind of not that great version of of yeah. of what he can be. Oh shit, yeah, street profit. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yo, I meant to ask you about them them the um them last week. What's your you know what's your thoughts on Crime Time two point Because that's all the fuck they is. Crime Time with a different name. No, I'm not. That's unfair to these guys. These are crime I mean, time no, were crime time. These guys ain't robbing people at the Mac machine at nah, ATM. But did you see? Yeah, they, they did. Did you see the vignette that they did? Like I think it was last week or the week before last. They were what, doing what some do? shit. It was some shit to that effect. I think they was robbing like a store or some shit like that, or it was something to that effect. And he was no. like, "Yo, how are we gonna do this shit with the camera on? With the camera still running?" And then they make oh, right. get in front of the camera and start fucking, you know, smelling the cheese and this shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, well. Uh, I'm like, what well. the fuck? This is, this, is, this is fucking 10 years ago. This is prime time 2.0. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to peep. And go back because I just get this like I just watched this one. It's all on mute, and I didn't really follow the caption. Yeah, next time, um, well, you get a- one was on top of the NXT trailer, like dancing, you know, with his party cup in his hand. And, yeah, two fucking you know, bozos. I mean, I guess. I mean, I dig it, but it's like, damn, it's like these people writing these shows are so fucking behind the curve when it comes to the black male in 2017. I think you're mostly correct, but I don't think when it comes to the street profits, I think they fit. Per, I mean, somebody, whoever's putting this together, gets it with the whole Snapchat filter and, you know, I mean, you're not 25, yeah. Mike. Are you close right, to exactly. Yeah. And then... And then not to mention, right? you got motherfuckers, you got yeah. motherfuckers put, putting they, 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 them damn near dying on Snapchat now. Yeah. People go around so. punching people in the face and then wonder why, why I get locked up. I ain't do nothing. Like, everybody saw you, like, beating that old man up or that fight you got in where you pulled that girl weave out and, yeah. you know, and was yelling world stuff. Oh, no. I like, think, this is I, shit. This is contemporary. It might not be like, <laughs> like oh, I don't know, rather not be represented by these fucking jackasses, but at least it's not MVP talking about balling like three years right. after it was the hottest thing in the fucking rap world. Yeah, they killed they they killed the old MVP, old Martel, Martavius Porter, killed him dead. I'm like, damn, he's one of the few that ain't come back, you know, for a little Royal Rumble. You know, come back so far. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, never did. I, did. I never was a big fan of MVP. I never yeah, thought he was I that mean, good. 
wrestler. Uh, he had a he decent personality. Yeah, he was good at first. Like, after they did the shit with him and Matt Hardy, when they every week they had a different competition about something, it was just like, to me, it never clicked for him. It never clicked for him. And um, as far as Enzo, I mean, he could talk because on the... society was changing. I mean, like, just that that look. It, he came between... Like, when you look at... Like, in 2010 is when, like, when I started noticing, like, oh, this shit is not made for me. And I was just turning 30 in 2010. And right. And my little brother, who, if I was 30, he was 17 was getting it, you know, was rapping and hanging out with his crew and skinny jeans and stuff started pop. That kind of backpack culture, just not what we were into in the 90s and the the 2000s. Like, things had clearly made a change. And MVP came at a time where when he was clearly in one generation, but it was that generation was kind of aging out with that type of gimmick, that type of young urban... You yeah, know, I get it. It, it, it was a it was a it was a young money it. era. Yeah, right. It was a young money era with a Wu Tang type of dude in it. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, right. or even not even that far with Wu Tang. It's a young money era with a you know like an N O R E uh, right. uh, era type. You know, no, remember Wu ran for Wu Wu ran for a while. They ran they ran their course about. They, they, if you ask them, they still run it. Shit, Ghostface, I ain't bought one since 2014, but Ghostface still putting out albums pretty much every year. Yeah, they definitely are. They Ghostface and Rayquan. Yeah, Ray just put drop something. So, yeah, they still, still out there. Making, but they, you know, he might be making soundtracks, but he's still making music. Yeah. You know, Captain Dye is still driving a livery, a livery van. Definitely is, shit. That's all that's left. That's all that's left, man. I read it like, oh, Five where he was driving a van, right? He's like, Yeah, I rob people for a living. That's how I make money. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That Can't shit ain't, that's... Chaos like piranha. Right? Yeah. AKA the cab driver. I drop you off in the middle of fire. That's what he said. Uh, yeah, uh, but, um, yeah, to me, Enzo, as far as him next year, I think he'll be in. If they don't do 205 Live with them talking and all that, there'd be pink slip heaven because, you know, he caught he caught a bad one. Like they said, he got Miz heat behind that curtain, and he got kicked off by Vince's hand-picked personal project. I heard he got kicked off the tour bus by him, and Who? he can't even come in the locker room to change. Who kicked him off the bus? Um... Mr. Yard. Mr. Yard. Roman? Yeah. Um, well. So, politically, he ain't got to get off of what? If I don't get off of what? Yeah, because he seemed like a corny dude. You ain't going to do shit, you bitch. He ain't going to do shit, man. Punch Roman Reigns in his fucking mouth, man. But he ain't going to do shit, but go. He looks like one of them bitches that just go run, run back and tell that. Then he was matter doing fact, this. He, he, he was fact, acting like Matter of fact, I wish Enzo would have beat him the fuck up because then maybe Vince would have been like, oh, man, this shit's going to get out. Now, you yeah. know, maybe that would have finally been the end of uh, 
Yeah, but no, Joey Styles beat Joey Styles beat JBL to fuck up, and and he didn't uh, he didn't tone back JBL, so maybe not. Yeah, and fucking uh, Cass, I heard Cass ain't feeling too well neither. Mm-hmm. I heard he's a, I heard a huge vocal Trump supporter. Yeah, and I heard somebody told him, "Listen, man, keep that shit to yourself. Shut the fuck up." And he's still going on and on and on about. Supporting Trump. It was this shit on YouTube I had seen last night, and it said the uh, 10 current wrestlers with the most heat right now. How, um, you know, Catherine is on two, Bailey is another one. How the fuck they blame that whole this is your life bullshit on her? I don't understand that. What Bailey got that. heat for? And how? Over that, this is, what? they saying over that, this is your life segment. What she do? Neither one of them. Exactly. Her or Alexa should have it. Any kind exactly. of heat. Whoever the, the, the motherfucker that wrote it should have the have the most heat. And believe it or not, both of the Hardys got the uh, the Hardys got heat too. Mm. For what? They said, well, it's in, in Jeff's case, on uh, one of those you know WWE interviews they do, you know, like for YouTube, he mentioned, you know. The Forbidden CM Punk name. Because they was in the, I think they were in the state or the arena where they had the ladder match at. And he was like, that was, you know, his last match. And he mentioned him by name. And I heard that kind of got under what's the name skin. And then as far as Matt case, I heard Matt won't shut the fuck up about the whole, you know, the anthem broken shit, you know. Behind. And it's like, these little dumbass niggas, it's like, he's telling y'all something, you know, trying to school y'all. So, you know, in the future, if y'all get y'all fucking pink slit, y'all don't go down to, you know, GFW and think it's Rosebuds. That's how I took it as. But they said, you know, he goes on and on and on about that whole, you know, the anthem, you know, the lawsuit and him not being able to use the broken shit. And what I took from it is motherfuckers probably scared to death because they know, you know, if he, you know, they're going to make a little money with that broken shit. Because I could just yeah, see him just doing. He's just being insufferable about it. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, we get it, man. You know, yeah, you'd be super over if you had the broken game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> like, I can't understand. Yeah. Like, but he, yeah, I mean, movie. you know, like, deal with it. Like, right. It's a new locker room, too. You know, you got this dude. He think he really probably is the boss. He got, he just give off that aura. Like he just he just gives me a dickhead vibe. I mean, he was cool at the ringside fest a couple years ago, but he just gives me that dickhead vibe. And who's this? Like we he, talking? You talking about? You still talking about Matt? No, we talking about Roman. Roman. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, he yeah, just gives me that yeah. dickhead vibe, and he knows that the that the machine and that the company that everybody is behind him. So, and he's probably gained a considerable amount of political friends and power behind that curtain, so he probably could get a motherfucker act. You know what I mean? He probably could get somebody in, in some hot shit. But to me, like, that's my opinion. I don't think Enzo going to be around for the long haul. Yeah, I mean, I mean you take him away from Taz. I mean, it's, it's looking it's looking pitiful as it is. This dude came out three weeks 
crying about his, his, his ex-tag team partner for over uh, an hour. You know what I'm saying? Wait, for over an hour? No, I'm just being sarcastic, you know, just being oh, sarcastic. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, what up, man? Over the course yeah. of the next, I mean, over the course of the past three weeks, he's been crying and bitching 20-something minute, you know, promos over this dude. Hey, man, sometimes so you got to let that gangster tear roll down your cheek. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, that's true, but you say that shit for a wake or the funeral or something, then you do it. <laughs> but the burial is going to be him because once they move, once they move him away from um, Cass, it's like, what does he do? Who does he feel with? Like, either they make him a manager or I don't see him lasting too long. I don't he see him lasting too long. After, after he's done with our true well, Gold, I mean, that might help him because Goldust is probably one of the few vets, you know, that's patient enough that to sit down and work with him and teach him a few things that he can learn from. I just like, I just want to hear the promos, like back and forth. Yeah, that'll be hot. Yeah, that'll be hot. I think that that'll be hot. Now to flip to the SmackDown side, I'm a hundred percent behind you. Like it's just not clicking to me. It's not happening. I'm with you and Wade and Cam and everybody, Darrell. Everybody, Colin, like, fucking gender is, like, to me, he's more suited for the U.S. title. He's not worth, like, to me, the U.S. Like, the U.S. title is carrying the brand. That title yeah. feels more like important. Like, if you flip what's going on, like, if you flip the fact that gender's U.S. type champion and AJ's the world, type, world champion... And you have Gender doing his same gimmick about, you know, you don't want me to be U.S. champion because I'm Indian or I'm from India or my family's from India, whatever. And, uh, you know, you hate me. And you can still do the same corny-ass, easy easy promo with him. It just wouldn't be dragging the damn world title down. Yeah. And then when Shinsuke's pointing to AJ's belt, like, one day, it's not like, oh, yeah, U.S. title. Right. They need role reversal. Like to me, they they got to get that, they got to get that title off for of him as quick as is is. I mean, as quick as possible. I wouldn't give a fuck. Yo, fam, fam, fam. If he's once he's done with Orton, right? Had put him in a program with AJ, right? And have you can even have their first match end in some kind of contrary. You know, Singh brothers do whatever, whatever. AJ gets a rematch and beats him, and he's the he's a double champion. He's U.S. and uh, and, uh, uh, and WWE. WWE champion. So you do the gimmick of well, you, Shane and Brian are like you can't, you know you got to uh, relinquish that U.S. title now that you're the world ti- world champion. You know, we can't, you know, no double champion, sorry, whatever, whatever. For, you know, you can come up with something, because I think Seth walked around as a double champion for a while, a few years ago. So you'd have to come up yeah, with a reason, you know. And it could be like, look, competition. We need that title. We need that title in rotation. We can't have you at one show. Uh, oh, shit, Thea Trinidad. We can't have you at this, At you know, we can't have you uh, – you know, take at at one show only defending one title, that kind of thing, and then gender wins the tournament, <laughs> a one night tournament, and, and, and is U.S. champion. Yeah, and that's, that's how you that switch, makes... and that's how you get them to flip flip roles. That's how you get, uh, you know, AJ is the world champion, and, and 
Yeah, and then and then genders the U.S. champion, and you don't even have to worry about your like him, your uh, your uh, obligatory rematch and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Because yeah. to me, they don't need to rush um, callback yeah. into or, that. Or you can say, gender's like, I want to be in this U.S. title tournament. And and uh, and he goes, but you got a rematch for 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 the world title. We're not putting you in this, ti- this U.S. title tournament. And he goes, I don't want to fight AJ anymore. I don't know. You don't have him be such a bitch, but you have him pose like, well, you can either be in this tournament or you can get a rematch, but you can't have both. And he picks the tournament right. because he don't want no more parts of AJ because it's obvious he's not in his league. And that's how you flip it. I mean, you can tweak that one way or the other, but, yeah, AJ as, as champion versus champion would be would be great. Because to me, and at some both players, titles on the line. If gender right, wins, he's the U.S. Title champion. Title for title. <laughs> you know, to make Yo, it even, me, more, him, even more obnoxious. Yeah. Because to me, at SummerSlam, I think it's going to even be Shinsuke or Cena going against um, Jinder. But they got to get that title off of him because, to me, he's damaging SmackDown. Like, he's damaging. He's tarnishing. I wouldn't say damaging, but he's tarnishing. He's dirtying up the good name of SmackDown and what they have, yeah. you know, represented over the past, you know, over the course of the past year. Like, he's dirtying that name. I mean, it's still a sturdy show. But it's not what it used to be before he got that fight. He's a big reason. He's a big yeah. Definitely a turn off. He's a turn off. He's a turn off. I mean, my girl, she even says, "Like, who is this steroid looking, chicken and rice selling looking?" If we if we're here three months from their debut or or from his his uh, from his uh, you know winning the title, look at these motherfuckers! I can't believe it. Yo, this metal band from Philly that I follow uh, got their song on uh, is uh, yeah, takeover. They're on the takeover, takeover Brooklyn theme, yeah. So fucking Code Orange. Well, they used to be the Code Orange Kids. Now they're just Code Orange. Yeah, but, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. That's definitely dope. And yeah, I'm in agreement with you too. I believe Kenny Omega will be in WWE sometime next year, unless he wins the G1 yeah, that's tournament. Cam, yeah, that's Cam's prediction. I mean, I, I think that's a pretty easy, easy prediction to make. But yeah, that's uh. If, yeah, if you don't win G1 this year, I think he walks away. Because you now, you know now, currently is ironic. He's the New Japan U.S. champion as well as AJ being WWE U.S. champion. <laughs> he won that. He won that U.S. title tournament. A tournament, yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> but if he ain't in that picture, you know, in that um that world title picture, I don't see him sticking around too long. And then you got Cody coming up behind him, like that whole dynamic what they got going on with that Bullet Club right now is is fucking fire because. It's like they unit, but in the back of their mind, you know, in the back of your mind, you know something's bound to happen between him and Cody. As far as like for power, somebody on the first leadership. row, somebody in the first row in NXT got a Kenny Omega Bullet Club shirt. Yeah, yo, I hear them boys is fucking tearing hot topic the fuck out the frame. Like every time they put merch in there of the elite, which is you know him and the young bucks, that shit flies off shelves. So that might be the only thing that keeps them 
independent because they like shit. You can make a living like this and don't even have to go to WWE. Mm-hmm. And don't even yeah, have to go. Yeah, but you could also... You could also, if you're Kenny Omega, and he's pro, is, is Kenny Omega thirty? I believe so, like early thirties. Right, but he's still relatively young. You know, he's yeah. probably like, yeah, but I can also go there and have a fucking, you know, three, you know, three year run and set myself up. You know, or I can go there and have a two-year run and set myself up for a three-year contract after that that could set me up for the rest of my life or set my exactly. family up. And I can, you know, that kind of thing. Like, if I go over there and become a star and can make a million dollars a year or close to it, you know, like, I'd have to work so much hard. It's a lot of hard work and a lot of the schedule and a lot of grind. But if he's like, "Hey, I'm in my, I'm, you know, I'm 31. I can, I can do this for the next five years and 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 be, and be confident that I'm not going to fall apart. Uh, and I mean, make a lot of money and become a global star. I mean, New right. Japan, there's only so much, so big he's going to get. Exactly, exactly. And not to mention, Trav, just look at AJ at 40. He hasn't skipped a beat, and then probably will also help him sleep better at night is those fucking wallops uh, of merchandise checks he get. Because, you know, in theory, theoretically, in WWE, the guys that sell the most merch is the guys that have the most shit on their page. And, like, shit, we now want, like, maybe, like, the 7th or 8th AJ Styles T-shirt. And right. then and those gloves, all that shit sells, like, a little earlier, y'all said, um, y'all was asking the questions of, like, if we was 12 years old, who would be the guy now? Just yeah. going off a response, yeah. I, got a, I got a five-year-old, which is my, you know, my stepson, um, mm-hmm. my six-year-old, my 11-year-old, and just, the, mm-hmm. you know, hearing the perception of the kids, who you know, like? hearing on the street, rapping, him, AJ Styles. AJ, Okay. He looks cool. I was in going to mind. say AJ, but I uh, when I, I th- wait, did I? When I was talking about uh, yeah, at twelve, I, I was like maybe the show. No, I think I said uh, Seth Rollins, and then Cam was like maybe AJ too. Yeah. but yeah, yeah. And I asked him like, why y'all like AJ Styles? Because he looked cool, the moves he do was cool. You know what I mean? And we like his gloves and stuff. I'm like, yo, this and they just made the best. You know, like, like you want Yeah. Even if you go on WWE shop, they got the vest that he comes out in. You know the vest where he throw the hood back and all that and do the pose? Yeah. They got they marketed the vest like like come on yeah, man. Like, and his figures fly off the shelves. I mean I had we had to set a damn damn near football play to get the last you know, they just recently dropped um, you know, a new AJ Styles Elite figure. It comes with the, you know, with the vest and the hoodie and shit like that, with the black and gray on. We had to literally throw in like a football play to get it, you know, to kind of like prod it out, take it out of the lady's attention. So my little six-year-old jumped up and, yeah, it was the last one, and she almost beat us to the punch. But my little six-year-old, I just gave him the look, and this dude just jumped up and grabbed it off the fucking shelf and ran to the counter. I was, I was fucking rolling. I was crying. <laughs> so Dang. right now, it's like, he solidified the kid's favorite right now. Okay. You know what I mean? Between him and Roman. 
for not signing him early. <laughs> you know, I mean, can you imagine if they were able to go right from the different, and that especially in his older age that he's not as high flying as he was. But if they were able to in 2010 phase out of, away from uh, Rey Mysterio as their colorful kids. Opposite, you know, not John Cena, but they're you know they're small, colorful guy that with merch that kids like. If they could have had him for the last seven years instead of just the last year and a half, two years. But yeah. he doesn't come with all that fanfare, and you know, the, 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 you know yeah. he's coming off with that DNA stink on him. So I'm sure yeah. things worked out for everybody for the best. Yeah, the New Japan thing, and then um. You know, as far as my 14 and 11, you know, they grew up in the Cena era. So, I mean, they respect what he's done and his legacy, but they look at him as an older guy now. It's sort of like us growing up and seeing Hogan for that first run from 84 to 90, what what was it, 92, 93, when he finally lost to Yoko. You know what I'm saying? We were tired of it. Like, I was tired of it in 91. I got tired of it. The hulking up and the and the and the legs and the point and then the and the pole. I got tired. I was so fucking tired of it. By ninety one, it was like, come on. And and we didn't get to, we didn't have to see that fifty two times a year. Exactly. He was on TV once a month. Maybe you got to see him cut a promo, and that was it. Maybe every two or three months you got to see him wrestle, and that, that was, was it. it. Still. And it so became man, fucking, yeah. yeah, it became tiring. Like, yeah. it's red and yellow, him doing the same shit, same scenario. He lose the belt, get it back. You know what I mean? Nobody else coming. And that's when we started turning to the Bretts. You know what I mean? The Bretts and the Shaws and the Razors of the world. Because you can tell me in high school, I was in a little bit of Sky Hall. I used to come mm-hmm. to school with the toothpick behind my head. You know, I had always was a jury fan. So I had the chain, the toothpick, one behind my head, one in my mouth. You couldn't tell me. It was like he had a different kind of swag. Like, yeah, and I knew exactly where he was coming from because I was a young dude sneaking watching Scarface. When did you, what year did you graduate high school? Were you class of 96? So. Uh, 98. 98. Oh, same me. Okay, okay. 98, class of 98. Class of 98. Yeah, I also oh, yeah. think I often think like like man, like uh if I would have been still if I stayed with wrestling, who would have been my guy in ninety four and my guy in ninety five? Would I have been tempted to go to watch Because even in no. ninety eight when I like sort of I like would turn wrong I remember I remember in my freshman year in college in the dorm just flipping through channels and turn on USA on Raw one night, and Jeff Jarrett was strutting down the aisle with his glowing, you know, his his, his uh, JJ glasses and cowboy hat and the JJ glasses, yeah. and neon like the lights on him and stuff. And I was like, "That's cool." That's what they lost me at. And yeah. I was like, that's, and just kept it moving. What, like didn't even didn't even at. consider sticking around. You know, like. Let's, let's, let me see at least who he's wrestling. Nope, just turn. Next. I came back in. And it took. I'm gonna tell yeah. You, yeah, I'm going to tell you what got me back in, Trav. So one night, you know, we were out. You know, we were out late. You know, me and the homies. He's on the block chilling or whatever. 
trap mode or shit. Yeah. So we just want to smoke, you know, smoke some weed or whatever the case may be. So my man, he was like, yo, I'm about to turn to wrestling. This is about maybe 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, what the yeah. fuck is he talking about? No fucking wrestling come on this time. And lo and behold, little, you know what I mean, little company out of your home state, your hometown. Because at that time, we were getting Sports Channel and we were getting MSG Network. And it would, be, it would rotate. One week it would be on Sports Channel, one week we would catch it on MSG. And the first thing I saw was, uh, I think it was... It, it was right. It was the beginning of the whole Raven, Tommy Dreamer shit, and I've seen Raven yeah. DDT. Uh, what was Luna Vachon? Because Luna was in uh Tommy's corner, and then I seen Kimono Wanna Lay. I said, "What the fuck is this, bro?" <laughs> He's like, "Yo, this is you know what I mean." And then on the same, I think on the same show, that was the first time I got introduced, you know, in America to Eddie Guerrero and um, Dean Malenko for the TV title because I knew who, yeah, I knew who Eddie was from Art Ball. Like, you know, just skimming through channels, you know, watching the, you know, Telemundo, the Triple A back then. So I knew who they was, you know, Los Gringos Locos or whatever. But, like, once I saw him and Dean Malenko, I was like, yo, this is fucking art right here. Like, this is art. Yeah, see, actually, that now I, for, I forgot about my ECW fandom because I stopped watching WWF in '93, you know, like seventh grade, and I didn't come back till ninth, uh, till '99, till yeah, my damn sophomore year in, in college. But there was between I forgot I watched ECW. Like it wasn't something I could just turn on and I had to catch it when I could, right? I couldn't right, follow uh, 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 episodically and keep up, you know, because I just didn't have it like that and, you know, whatever. The cable was in my parents' room and whatever, the situation at 15. First match I saw, first show I saw had was a ECW title match. EC, uh, Mikey Whipwreck beat the Sandman. And I remember thinking to myself, how did they get the blood to, like, Looked like it squirted out of his face, like out of his forehead, because he hit him right and flush in the face with the side of a ladder, and then blood just went everywhere. And I was like, "How'd they do that?" And then it's like, "Oh no, no, they actually just hit a guy in the face with a ladder, and that's how the fuck they did it." And I remember just seeing uh, uh, Cronus and Saturn, and just though the total elimination was everything. Killing people with that shit, everything. And and then they had the the House of Pain video, Mike. Really, Mike, all that did was reinforce why I didn't watch WWF. And, of course, I didn't exactly. watch, never watch WWF. But I was like, because I, I would hear them talking shit. Like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of why I don't talking watch it. Talking and cursing. And I'm, then I'm it was this other dude. Yeah. yeah. It was this other dude on that program in Orange and Black. It was like, this motherfucker talking like he is the toughest motherfucker that ever lived. And then he got in the ring, and I saw him do shit. And then I think the very next time I saw it is when he choked out uh, the bed, the dude from UFC, Paul Vaughn. Okay. And it was like, yo, this dude is made. And then you turn to fucking WWF and WCW at the same time. That's why I couldn't stomach it, because you had guys like, uh, what was it, Hulk, Justin Bradshaw, 
and fucking a knuckleball Schwartz and all these assholes running around, and then you turn to uh, Turner, you got the Dungeon of Doom, and like I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it and take them serious. Yeah. So what really brought me yeah. back, like, what got me back to WCW, of course, you know, the infamous, you know, the Hogan term, because I saw it on the news. So that was the only way I figured out that, you know, news. he was the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, it came on, that shit was big. It came on the news everywhere. It came on the news. Oh, shit. When he, turned, when he went here. Yo. We've been talking forever, man. Let me get the fuck out of here. Yeah, take I'm our sorry. Back. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? We just got we just got a good conversation going. You know how this is. You know East Coast cast. Check out them clothes on the on the um. Yo, y'all gotta um y'all gotta um plug that um website for them t-shirts and shit too, Trav. For real. I'm yeah, out yeah. Of here, I let Cam get out of here. Uh, yeah, thanks for the reminder. Uh, I let Cam get out of here without doing uh doing the plug we've got we're still with t public we're we're in the process of trans transitioning into red bubble uh, i think we have one or two designs over on red bubble but the bulk of them are still at t t public t e e uh t public dot com search seahawk c e e hawk and you can do the same on redbubble and search seahawk if you go to redbubble dot com and you'll see all our designs on the t public side we've got almost two dozen designs twenty twenty two designs over over there and redbubble we got one or two or three and uh yeah check it out support the show there's a ton of different things you can get those designs on from t shirts and hoodies to uh to cell phone cell phone covers and uh, laptop cases and mugs and baby onesies and all kinds of stuff. And, yeah, the whole Constellation family and all the Linos are grabbing and taking pictures and sharing it on social media, and it's fantastic. So join in the fun. Rep the show this summer. Uh, com. Search Seahawk. Redbubble.com. Search Seahawk. And... um, Let's uh oh looks like we got Rich on the line. Let's bring him in on for a little few minute co hosting duties. Uh Rich, what's happening? Not much. I just finished up practice. And I rem- I remembered Cam said he wasn't gonna be in, so I figured I'd tag in if he needed me. Yeah. Let's uh go to probably the last call of the night. Let's talk to Darrell down in uh in Georgia. Darrell, what's going on? Oh, What's going on, Trav? What's going on, Rich? Can you hear me good? Yeah. I'm good. Appreciate it. I'm tired, though. I am tired as a mug. Oh, here go Rich. That's a good night when he falls asleep six times. No, I was about to tell you, like, tonight we got to keep it tight because I'm already going to tell you, like, if if it's not after a smooth, like, hour, ten minutes, I'm going to pass out. Uh Uh-oh. Mr. Fucking snooze a lot. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry, man. I got like four jobs. I'm like, uh, what's his face on in Living Color? Four jobs, Jamaica, man. <laughs> yeah, I got my day job. I had a summer camp I was running. I was coaching today, and then I got to get around to my live cast duties before I get fired. Um, what Where? you got live cast? I'm sorry, my East Coast cast duties. No, I'm oh, talking about okay, my East Coast okay. cast duties. 
and somebody got all in their feelings about a logo, even though he's got the rated R superstar show, and I'm trying to keep it PG. <laughs> in the picture he used, he got you used your cheese in a close up mug uh, picture. Yeah. Did he just pick that, or did you send him? Did he say send a send a, uh, a headshot? Yeah, he's like, send me a headshot. I was like, I'm at work, Wade. I don't have a headshot. And he's like, well, just take one. <laughs> so he got me taking thought photos in the middle of work. <sighs> you should have sent them the, the one you use, like, when, you know, you get slandered in the group and you just put the one where you just oh, look at just deadpan, like. <laughs> I should have, but I, I, he's, like, he's like, you got to smile a little bit. He, he, he mansplained to me the photo. Uh, put it on selfie mode, no filters. Yeah, yeah I was like, I was going to use some sepia. <laughs> so, so, what's on your mind, Darrell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang, Darrell, who, who, who hating on you in the background? Nothing. Nobody with me. Hey, oh, I thought somebody was like, he's on that phone again. I was like, gee, the man just needs to talk to some people. I had your back. Oh, no, nah, ain't nobody said Ain't nobody saying that. <laughs> nobody saying that to me. I'm just sitting here. I just got off 12 hours, so I'm good. Mm. Ooh. I know that feeling, bro. So, ah, yeah. Let's talk some wrestling, man. I, I was listening to y'all earlier good. Conversation between you and Mike too, man. Y'all could have kept that going. I'm listening to that all day, yeah. especially some of that stuff. But um, I know y'all was talking about um Joe, um Roman and Strowman and Brock, but and with Brock they um saying that he's probably going back to MMA. But isn't that around the same time he always do this to up his contract to show that he still want it? Isn't that just a ploy? <laughs> Because he, he got to sign his contract before Mania anyway. The fact of the matter is he still did the thing with USADA. I mean, that's still you got to report on that. Whether oh, yeah. it's a root, whether it's I, just I him that. being strategic, you know, it's I mean, like, well, it did happen. You got now, now we got to speculate because if we don't, and it happens, we're going to be like, damn it, I was thinking that. Thinking like, yeah, sure you were. Yeah. And then on top of that, you got to realize that. Uh, Zufa, or not Zufa, whoever bought UFC is in debt. And if they don't have uh, Conor McGregor, having uh, a guy like Lesnar is a good stand-in for a cheap buy rate to make some of that money back. Yeah, because they'll never have Conor McGregor again since he got promote, um, promoted, getting promoter checks. Now you got to cut him in on some of them promoter checks. But um, promoter I was check. just saying, did y'all? Yeah, because he, yeah, got, he got, check. yeah, Travis, he got he got he got points on the pay per view, on top of what he's making, oh. so he can clear like what was it, Darrell? Like a hundred million dollars, two hundred? Yeah, a hundred million dollars. He gonna he gonna clear a hundred million dollars easy. Floyd probably get three or four. He could clear almost one uh, one or one fifty. Mm. And so between the two of them, they could most, clear like half a billion dollars between two people. Yes, yeah. probably seventy five, um, seventy five hundred. Um, Which million, three quarters of a billion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, three quarters of a billion. Because Sheesh. think about it, they charging a hundred bucks for the pay per view, plus all the rights fees, distribution, etc. They're gonna make crap load of money. But for UFC, this is like 
you're taking money. You're you're getting uh, what do they call it? Like water from a poison well. Like you can only do this once, and then you're guaranteeing this dude's never gonna come back for your little seven to eight million a fight again. But they'll be out of debt then. They'll be out of debt with some money on the side. With their who um, UFC yeah, they get up out of it. Yeah, UFC. No, UFC owes UFC the the people who owe UFC finance four billion dollars. So they're not gonna get out of debt off of this. They'll get oh, a couple yeah, of you know yeah, a couple of million. That. They gotta pay that back. Yeah. 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 They're, what they're I'm doing is it's like us regular folk. They're doing what we do when we get that refund check. You're paying off the interest of what you owe. Yeah. But you still owe okay. that big number. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, so they're gonna I be struggling. It. They they're gonna be out in the streets. Got that leg out. They don't. They, it, that's what I'm saying. Hard, it's hard to make new stars. And when you do finally got new stars like the Kobe Gilberts, who just withdrew from the last UFC fight, um, um, old girl who beat Ronda, she withdrew. These people now that not they start level down. It's not like when you had Conor, who no matter what, yeah, but when people dropped out on him, he still fought. But, but Conor also has two belts he's not defending right now, and they ain't even say nothing about that. So that's the, the thing. People like when you fight, have a star like Conor, you can let him do that. But, yeah, but the people who are underneath him, they keep getting hurt or keep withdrawing from matches. And that's what they were doing when he was on the rise. Remember, he was taking um, fights on three days' notices and stuff like that. That's why he lost to Diaz the first time because he had to jump up two weight classes. He had to put on at least about 30, 40 pounds to fight that guy at his weight. Right, that because Alvarez had to pull out. Yeah. That made him more alluring and and build up his legend. Otherwise, a storyline. That storyline built up the legend for um, <laughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> hmm. Sports storyline, too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, so I've got the network on in the background, and they're doing an unfiltered season two. And because somebody said, oh, she lost two shows in a week, because they said Unfiltered got canceled, as well as Talking Smack. So I guess that was just somebody being a dickhead on the, on the Internet. No, yes, no, Unfiltered is, that was already in the can. They're not making more oh, after whatever oh, okay. they made. Why did, what? Like that is the same thing as the pyros. The tattoo one is fu- is good, too. Uh, Corey yeah. Gray's Ink one, but her unfiltered one is the best. Like, you know, talkie show Sit that they have on the network. Yeah, why would they do that? Because Vince crazy and Vince, Vince crazy, delusional, and he's up in age. And you know, when they get up in age, they get afraid of new things and trying new stuff. Get stuck in them old ways, so <laughs> that's how it is. That's why he keep pushing body guys who don't um, seem to get over or mean nothing to the ratings or no draws. So, and I was liking what you were saying, Travis, about um, getting Joe and letting Joe win when um, you was talking about it with Mike, and I think Joe should win it too. And I think this is something that everybody slipped and didn't see, uh, didn't pay attention to 
on Monday when he got attacked by um, Strowman. When he hit it, when he hit the um, Coquina clutch on on Strowman, Strowman was going down. He was fading. If it weren't for Roman punching Joe. Yeah. Strowman would have been out. But wait, wait. What did you think of the uh, on the like idea? What did you think of my idea? I mean, that's fine, but I really like how I did the switch with the U.S. and the world title. Did you hear that, Rich? Were you on the line? No, I, I just got in at the tail end of Mike's. What was it? Okay, so I it's like, like it. clearly, like, gender would be better suited doing his gimmick and everything he's doing now as the U.S. champion. And A.J. would AJ would be better as the the main guy, the, having the big belt. Um, so if you have gender's next feud with A.J. after he beats Brandy in the, Punj- uh, the Punjabi prison match, he faces AJ for for and put him in a two month program. Something happens in the first match. It doesn't. It does. Then no title change. But then AJ wins the second time, and it's a title. Like say gender. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you want another match, you got to put your US title up. Uh, title versus title, and and I'm going to be the US title champion and blah 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 and all that. Um, and you'll really have a, ch- a reason to boo me. And AJ wins and. Brian and Shane make him uh, hand over the, the uh, U.S. title, and Gender wins that in the tournament, and boom, you you know, like a one-day tournament, one-night tournament on yeah. SmackDown, and boom, you've got your, uh, you flip them, <laughs> and, and oh, and Gender politics his way into that U.S. title tournament by telling Shane or Brian, fine, I'll, 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 I'll waive my obligatory rematch for the WWE Championship, and you kind of get the distinct feeling it's because he don't want no more of AJ or something like that, you know. Well, yeah, if you want like to be a whole piece of crap, he could say he's hurt the night that he's supposed to get his rematch, but then magically, the, you know, like hours later when they or an hour later when they have the tournament, he's like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> he's better. <laughs> exactly. That would been doing yeah, like a that a makes so much more sense technique. of why they would say. Okay, well, then Shane could say, yeah, yeah, well, no rematch then. And then Jinder, in the, kind of in, on the spot, goes, okay, fine. But now he has right. to win the U.S. title, or he's, you know, and then he does by hook or crook. And, yeah. and then, bam, you flip them. Everybody's in their position that they should be and, at the, you know, in, their spot, in the spot of the card where they, where they fit more naturally. A.J. at the top and, and Jinder not. And if they wanted to add something to do the, uh... oh, go ahead, Darrell. Oh, uh, go ahead, Rich. I, I, I'm, I wait. No, no. I was just gonna say, if they wanted to do yet another one of those mysteries, they could do what they did with uh, Great Khali with gender, where he keeps having to answer a phone call, and he's like, Babadi, Babadi, I have this. I will not fail you, Babadi. And they're trying to figure out who this family member is from India that's calling, that's pissed off that gender's not been holding up the family name. And that kind of pushes more of that what Wade was talking about. More of, like, I'm supposed to be representing this Indian royalty and less of your all racist. Right. I almost brought it up on the podcast one last night that they should play gender like a like like Rajesh uh, on Big Bang Theory. Yes! Where yes! He's, he's not a... He's not a pussy like 
like Raj is, like 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 with the skin moisturizers and all that. Or maybe, but he's also a fighter. But his whole thing is his daddy. Daddy says, Daddy does, that, you know, and it's yeah. like, you know, That's and exactly Daddy never showed up. And Jim Cornette. Just like Mama, yeah, yeah I was just like, saying, just like Mama Cornette, Cornette never showed up. She was just always talked about, and that's where he got his right. money from. And gender continues that tradition of, you know. If you don't win the U.S. title, you're going to get cut off. <laughs> that, I, <laughs> like, it could be the, the Singh brothers are coming in, and they're, like, pissed off because they haven't been paid in weeks. And they're like, well, I got you. he said that, like, you don't win the U.S. title. Who the hell is Bobby, man? <laughs> That's the nickname for fathers in India. Yeah. Okay. Like, All right. Like, if you ever listen, Vijay says the same thing. He's like, Baba, Baba D. He's like, come on, give me the okay. money. And, and and then it's like you know the guy comes in. That well, actor I see everywhere. Not to, not to not to spoil it, but he uh, he allowed himself to be cut off uh, this past season. Anybody oh no, I caught up. I saw that episode, and that was hilarious because Sheldon became his financial advisor. It was like you can't do crap. You can't go to San Diego Comic Con. You can't afford that. Broke. Hey, I seen that episode too. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Sheldon. Yeah, go ahead, Darrell. I, I like his spinoff show coming out. Oh, oh! What I was um, gonna say though was the only hiccup with doing that is you still got a man with the briefcase, and once you put the main title on AJ, you got two matches that you can work to for Rumble and then Mania: Cena, AJ, AJ Nakamura. And when you got that man out there with the briefcase, and if he cashes his in in between or after any of those matches, you're gonna kill fans by letting him cash it in and win it. And you're going to just, all the momentum that you was growing, bringing SmackDown back up, you're going to kill it again by taking the title off, AJ, like they did when they took it off. You don't off, have to. And then you only had don't have to have, the, don't have, to have Corbin cash in. Right, he's got a full calendar year. Like, so, okay, let's play, let's, let's play it all the way out. Let's play it out to WrestleMania. They do my flip somehow at at. at Night of Champion or whatever they do, then AJ gets the, the WWE title and gender goes to the US title. So coming up at, at WrestleMania, they st- they do the Shinsuke match, AJ versus Shinsuke, WWE title. Shinsuke wins. Corbin still has the briefcase and the and it's a babyface champion. And then you can re you can reignite that in. feud. Oh, you can right, have he has to June. In on gender. He can cash it in on gender and, and win it and then have Nakamura chase. Or I don't understand I don't, why I, people I, don't think that. Saying, um, there's no rush to have him cash in. He has it till June. He's got 11 months. Yeah. 10 months. Right, and, and listen, if we were talking 11 months ago about, I mean, we could play the tape back of what, what people were saying 11 months ago about Braun Strowman. You can't underestimate well, yeah, the well, these of course guys they on the Braun Strowman. But but Braun Strowman is the only person. We didn't know Braun Strowman was Braun Strowman. At, at the time Braun Strowman knew that everybody was saying Braun Strowman was this big old guy who can't wrestle that's hurting people. Why are they why do they have him on the main roster? And now he's basically because like what we're saying? Yep, remember he dropped that, Roman on his shoulder? That. He gave him that reverse clothesline or the, that reverse choke slam that first time, and he fit it outside the ring and dropped him right on his shoulder. And, was, and that was when it was like they were saying about Roman Reigns. That dude was getting hurt 
But Rich, everybody's not like yeah. Ron Strowman. Case in point of why I said a lot of these breakups don't um, hurt people. You got people who've been wrestling five or six years and haven't showed anything or added anything to their character. Big Cass was in there was in FCW with Seth Rollins. Them he ain't improved. You seen his ceiling when Cam said everybody had a ceiling. You already seen his ceiling. Jason Jordan. Um, you don't um, think he's a you guy? I mean, come on. He was in FCW. Wait a minute, though. He was wait, wait, Before we even get to Jason Jordan, we've seen Kaz do better than he did in FCW with his first promo. As we've a seen him do better than he did in NXT. So I know damn well he improved since he was in FC fucking W. Like, come on, I got. I know you is, want to make your point, but, point but that's is, just too. That's you know, just a step too far. But I'm talking about. I'm talking about the when you compare it to somebody like uh, Braun Strowman, who had to grow only on the main roster. He didn't have no time in NXT because he was a rosebud, and then they put him with the Wyatts, and he never right. had a match in NXT ever. So he his improvement. But that's not a fair comparison because. The one guy has the entire company behind him as he learns on the job, and the other guy was a potential project that they kept fostering occasionally things to do. And then his tag partner got hurt for six months, and he was kind of just to me, to me, To me, it is. It's just like it in sports. <laughs> um, he still got better. With, and with the most pressure on him because he had the company on his head pushing him and he had no choice. He could have been Roman Reigns. It, it took years before we seen Roman Reigns even get pretty decent in the ring where people, even people who hate on him like a Willis or somebody like that, you can't really talk about him being in ring work because his ring work works. But yeah. It took a while. It took four, five years. And he's somebody who had the company pushing him all the way. So Braun Strowman could have went down his lane. That's why it's even worse for people like a cast or other people who already has the body. They already have a leg up on somebody like Enzo or other people like that because they big body guys who get clamor for. And they still haven't improved. And they already showed you their low ceiling. That promo that he gave you is as a mid-level mid-card guy. It ain't even a top mid-card. But, but they're not expecting him to be a top guy. Like, you're also putting an unfair comparison on them because you're expecting a main event level thing out of a person who is. And who's to say where he's going to be in three years? Right. 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 Same thing with Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan isn't a schmuck. This dude is a good wrestler. His issue has been he never found that connection until he got to American Alpha. Now his issue is going to be you're now saddled with being the son of Kurt Angle and you can't get away with cutting corners like he has to be a wrestling machine in the ring now and whatever character comes out of that wrestling machine is what's going to make a break up because and and, God, and I mean, that and that expectation expectation is what other people put on you that's when you get expectation like with the lamar ball <laughs> um lamar ball lonzo his expectation is um already put on him he didn't it's not the expectation that he put on himself. It's what other people put on him. So if he comes out in this first season and he total dud, even though the summer league was whatever, but he come out in this first season a dud, he's going to always be known as a bust, no matter if he becomes a good role player or not. Because the expectation, not fair or not, is going to always be on him and follow him. Because we got to admit, life ain't fair. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. This you're, type you're of stuff come on people. It's not like Big Cass was the second pick overall in the NBA draft or in the even in the WWE draft. 
he's just a dude that they're grooming. Like, now, if you want to talk right, about Right, that they look at and go, wow, hopefully in three years we could be making some serious money with him. They're not right, expecting him to show up and be by his next that, WrestleMania. But don't they say that about yeah. a lot of um, about a lot of body guys and, and yeah, you don't that's see the, that's I, the advantage I, I they get where they go, oh, if this if we can get this guy over, if we can teach him just enough, he can we can make some money with him that they don't that smaller guys don't get that uh, they don't get that once over look over and go oh yeah we can make some money with him it's just a matter of uh, and that's a, and that's a question to I want to ask point. you too. That's a question I want to ask you, too. Do you see people in today's world paying for uh, people, uh, paying for the um, Jolly Green Giants, pay to go see the Jolly Green Giants and the stuff like that, or the big freak shows? Or do you see people paying for where, just paying for other things, not just the showcase or the freak shows, the big, tall freak shows like they would oh, see, back I in think, the day? Again, you're taking it more to an a extreme route. Because nowadays the big guys, for the most part, are athletes too. If anything, one of Wade's biggest complaints is a guy like Luke Harper does too many dives and it did, did, uh, deteriorates the value of the 205 live guys diving. Because it's like, well, if I can see this 300-pound dude doing this, what, what does it matter if you do it? Which I would counter. Um, and this goes into a lot of – I'll be talking about this on Saturday, G-plugs in the deep dive, because I'll be doing an article for a U.K.-based magazine, Pro Wrestling Mag about Jado and Gato in New Japan. The biggest thing they learned in their booking was you push the guy. You don't push the size because sometimes you might get stuck with a roster where you have not stuck, but you might have a roster where a guy like Prince Devitt has to quote-unquote graduate from the cruiserweight. But when you have a 6'3 ex-volleyball player come from a Mexican training and you push him as your top guy, you're going to do it because Japanese people look up to him, they find him sexy, and he also has to be a good wrestler. If Okada had two of the three things they'd still push him, but he had three. So I don't. I think there's nuance in that argument. I think if you have a tall guy, sure, they will err on the tall guy versus the small guy. But if all things are equal, yeah, they're going to go with the tall guy. But if there's someone who's relative, like AJ Styles, he's about the same size as Gable, maybe an inch or two bigger. But I would, I would counter this. Um, I see nothing wrong with Luke Harper's style because let's say if that 205 – had the people who they wanted to sign from original where they had Dakota Abush and the Zack Zaber Juniors and stuff like that and they was and they was getting to do what they can do and even put a ricochet in there too. Um Luke Harper diving through the ropes wouldn't mean nothing because it wouldn't stand out with those guys and what they do. And if you allow the guys to do what they can do, Luke Harper um it it'll make him even more intriguing. Because and more valuable because people would be like, dang, let's see this big guy do what he do with a guy like Ricochet or a guy like AJ even, and let's see what they can do in an all-out match for the title and put that intrigue because everybody goes should be fighting for the title anyway and and building drama off of that and the chase no, for I, the I title. Everybody should be chasing. That's, I, what, I, I think, that's what I'm but, meaning. I, I think one of the things when it comes to these arguments, whether it's you or anyone else that calls in or writes in it, you're asking the WWE to fundamentally change how they book at matches for the last 30 years. And that's unrealistic to me. So it's like, what if the Bills got Andrew Luck? I, I, okay, that'd be great, but that's not going to happen. So let's work with what they have. There's so many things they can do with what they have that's good. 
but changing their style, like, they're not going to do that. You can tell, like, the second they've got done with 205 Live, heck, even reading the reports with, without spoilers of the women's tournament, you could tell that they went out of their way to make the women's tournament more of a WWE-style tournament. Yeah, but they still put and, the people who you uh, you would think in the finals, and you see the the booking that I'm talking about. You see that with somebody like Triple H, and we only talking about one person who holding this up, and that's a seventy, almost eighty year old man who well, forgot and about. And that's another thing we say time. that we say that, but what is Triple H's wrestling style? A slow, plodding, methodical style. Who's to say when he when he takes the the, the book? He's not going to want to see similar things in the ring, and he doesn't care about being the indie darling anymore. But check this out. What about the coach who comes up and was playing in one type of system, and he was a certain type of player, but when he when he started coaching, he coached a fast-paced, different type of style and won with it, a style that he didn't play or didn't like to play when he was a player, but he understand that that works in today's NBA or uh, football or whatever type of thing. Because, you know, your coach from the Bills, that was his problem. He didn't want to adapt his style. But right. the coach up the road in New England, he adapt his style to everything. Right. That's why he hey. – considered a genius. That's why I, I think Triple H know that everybody can't do his style. He probably found somebody who can do his style perfectly in Bobby Roode, and that's why you see the push of Bobby Roode look so good, and I, and I say he's the number one heel in WWE and probably the best book champion uh, a la, uh, other than um, Oscar. He's probably the best book champ on the whole WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. And because he can do Triple H style, and Triple H know how to book his style, and he putting him in perfect position to um to do that. And I, I found put Bobby perfect Roode in the same category. I put Bobby Roode in the same category as Roman Reigns. If your wrestler comes out and is getting an, an, a reaction opposite of what you want, I cannot call him the top heel in any company. Because when as soon as Gloria hits, people cheer him, and they sing along. That's not the point of what he's supposed to be doing. But do you call um, Kenny? Do you call Kenny Omega a heel, or the Young Bucks a heel? Uh, the Young Bucks, well, the, the Bullet Club are faces in America, heels in Japan, depending on which member of Bullet Club it is. So I, I really can't, you know. What about Kenny Omega? Um, Nate, um, Naito. What about Naito? Naito, uh, he is a guy that started as a heel, but now he's slowly doing the slow turn to face, and that's mainly because he hates. He does things, you know, that's the beauty of Gato's booking. Everyone else stays within the realm of the work, and he is allowed to move outside of that and challenge the booking committee and say, you guys never gave me a chance. Again, I'm going to talk about this with the G1 because he he is bitter, and he became a hill and made LIJ primarily because when he won the G1, they decided to put it to a vote who would be in the main event and they gave it to the Intercontinental title match and not his title. Nakamura that year. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember And he's, he's been bitter, like, storyline-wise and personally, he's been bitter about that ever since it happened. And so that turned Because he just came back from the knee injury, right? Right. He had just came back from the knee injury. I, I, I remember that whole storyline. 
But my right, whole thing is, yeah, Bobby Rule getting cheered. Okay. But how can you say that's but, the top heel in the company if he's getting cheered? But he still like, gets booed once he get on the mic. He get booed soon as he get on the mic. I know he has to work so hard to get um to get um the, that heat, but he really don't have to work that hard. So he start talking, he get booed. But we got to also change our thought process because of the audience that we play to, to today. Because smart fans gonna cheer for something that's considered cool or tight. They are gonna always cheer for that. So if your theme song cool and tight, no matter how you try to do it or differentiate it, they're going to cheer for you. Or you do some cool move, they're going to cheer for you. So that's something that we got to come, put in our mind that, that we got to change our way of thinking. That shouldn't change a heel up because if he's still doing heel actions to win and lose, that should be the basis of if he's a heel or face, period. Well, Because I mean, fans are going to gravitate to people, cool things. People boo Corbin. People boo uh, Billy and the Cage, people boo, um, people boo, uh, I'm trying to think Miz. of somebody on the main people, roster. People boo, Miz. boo the Miz. Yeah, and there's, I know there's you still no, got like, the traditional people. Song. You still got yeah. traditional heel types that can still do the heel stuff. But what if they start, if WWE start um, going in on the rules and where you cut, scratch somebody's eyes, that's illegal and start getting back on there, then those typical type of heels who get booed, that can boost them up even higher than the guy who got the cool theme music who the heel, and that's cranking him up to 100. That can help them compete because once you start hammering down on the rules, that makes them even even better and even noticeable. But till you take till you start adding that in, you shouldn't take that um take the coolness factor of some heels away from them because WWE took all the cheating and stuff that you used to could do back in the eighties, seventies, all the way up till when Vince started doing this. He took that away. To get that real heel heat now, you do the walkaways what Alexa Bliss did and stuff like that that you see on Raw and you see it on a pay per view. And you'll see it 50 times. How many distraction finishes have we seen in this month? Probably, I say, about 20. You see that all the time. That's why they stuck with these lame, weak finishes that you see 100 to 200 times a year. Because somebody like Vince took the rules away. So it's hard to get that heel heat. So don't take away the heels who, yeah, they might have something cool, like a Bobby Root, cool theme music and stuff, but he's still getting heel reaction once he gets on the mic, and he still get heel heat from how he handled and how he wrapped his matches. Don't take, don't hold that against him because he's doing the best that he can with the situation that he have. I like any of my brown brothers and brown and yellow brother uh, brothers out there who get thrown in a situation, they come up out of a situation with the best that they can with whatever means that they have in front of them. Travis. Um, what? Hey, you, you haven't joined this conversation in the last, like, ten minutes. You locked me a room with yeah, no, I don't have a ton to close the door. I don't have a ton to, uh... He's like, good luck, and then <laughs> close the door. And man, y'all tell Bruce um, stop um, stop putting that heat on me, man. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, you can't be saying stuff 
that is the directly what the editor publisher of the uh, the, uh, the Pro Wrestling Torch is talking about, and then say that don't count because it don't count. Man, I just listened to the podcast earlier this earlier the day after you said that, and I ain't know I I ain't even had an opportunity <laughs> to listen to it. <laughs> I was talking to, to with some other people. And, you know, Game of Thrones just came out and stuff like that, and they were doing the comparison and stuff like that. So that's why I said what I said. And <laughs> I didn't even know. And I said that early in the morning um, while I was on my way to work. And and Bruce waited to the afternoon the the, the post that and uh, send that. Oh, don't, wait a minute. Don't, don't try to misconstrue. Bruce ain't on that thing all the time. I know people think he is. But when Bruce comes on, he reads a couple of tweets. And then he bounces. He's learned the best man, he probably got way to handle uh, on his feed, man. Don't don't scroll down and see mine. And uh, dude, I'm just I'm just playing, man. I'm just joking around. It was no problem. You know I'm an instigator. I like see, um, foolishness, see, but way, I need to way, be Bruce heads gonna up. Be, he's gonna be quote tweeting you all week. Now you can make a comment. He'll be talking about uh, the latest Secret Empire and be like, oh, at Marvel, see what Darrell said. <laughs> I can't wait I can't wait to hear what y'all say in the VIP and see if y'all talk about any of the Secret Empire um, stuff or the, um, the new comics I know y'all not into um, the DC but you know Batman is getting real real. Um, I heard about some sort of like Joker intriguing. War or something yeah the, the Joker, Joker War about to start with the three Jokers yeah. Batman had one locked up in the um, Batcave yeah, Tom King, I like him as a writer, and I'm going to have to catch up to that eventually. Like, not right now. I got too much going on in my life right now. But you know what? I, I do season, like I do like Tom King. I loved, I loved his vision, uh, his mm-hmm. vision book, not his vision in the abstract sound or abstract uh, yeah. meaning. The, the character vision. Right, Batman. Uh, I saw a, a meme of I saw a meme of Tony Star of Tony Stark talking to. Daredevil, Matt Murdock, and was like, you know the difference between you and I? And Murdock goes, what? And then the next one is Iron Man with Vision in the background. He's like, I have Vision. And then it's like Matt Murdock crying. It's like, damn. <laughs> 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 it's messed up. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to get on that right now. I'm going to... I think there's what? There's Brave New World, there's the regular Secret Empire, and I think there might be a United Out, but I know it's for sure Brave yeah. New World and a, and a regular Yeah, I was going to try to read so. those two and reread when I get in. I'm probably like another 20 minutes from my house. All right. So you want to try So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that works. All right, Darrell. Yeah, no problem, man. One last question for you guys. How do y'all feel about the two miles moralysis? And y'all can let me go after that. You know, I, Wait, I, I, listen, man. you can't be saying these two miles morales. I ain't read nothing yet, man. Yeah, I don't know nothing about oh, miles man. You, Oh, Dude. man. I didn't know nothing about it, but uh, for a couple of weeks ago, JJ uh, from Twitter put me on it. Then I went up. Oh, and now you got to blame JJ. Two weeks ago. I blame myself. It. I said it. Yeah, I said it. I'm, I'm I didn't know. I thought you had already knew about it. Bro, you just walking in my house, slapping me in the face while I'm eating dinner, taking the chicken out of my mouth, and then you're like, well, J.J. told me to do it. Hey, that's some poop, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. 
Hey, I, it's hey, all right. I thought you were right. I'll, I'll read up on it tonight. I, I'll make a point to uh, mention it in the VIP because as Travis makes fun of me for, I'm, I, I speed read. So once I get it and I figure out what issues they are, I'll read about it. It's in the Peter Parker um, storyline. Is it the Spider-Man 2 or is it in the Peter Parker Spider-Man book? The Peter Parker Spider-Man book. He just, uh, okay. it's in there. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little behind on that. I was trying to catch up. I just got up to the point where Mary Jane had to save them in the Iron Spider outfit. And, because, uh, you know, it's still on Marvel Unlimited. So I'm trying to catch up to that. And then Dead No More. And then the Goblin War. It, I'm, I'm, I'm woefully behind on my Peter Parker side of Spider-Man. Hob. So, yeah. Uh, what, what, what was your tweet? <laughs> All right, what was it? Uh, Hob, Gob, or something. Yeah, it was like Hob, Green, or yeah. uh, I can't remember the other one yet. And the last one was like a smart one or something like, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. So, cool, Darrell. Appreciate the, the call as usual. Uh, real quick, Rich, while I still have you, Ross chimed in. A quick email. He says, Evening, Trav and Cam. I hope you guys are doing well. Just a quick question this week. Did either of you have a chance to see the video of the May Young participants? I know it's really nothing to go by, but what are your what are you guys' reactions to the participants and did anyone stand out to you? As always, thanks for your time and have a great show. So that's from uh young Ross Mitchell from Baltimore. Um well, yes. Immediately the 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 black woman with the the, the long ass ponytail. Where? Yeah. Who? What's her name? Yeah, I I don't know her name, but she's got. Oh, oh. she's got it. Yeah. So her and to a lesser extent. I mean, I like Marty Bell. Like Marty Bell's fine in a motherfucker, but. Oh no you know, no, the she Brazilian girl. The, the the little one that was a blonde that was a judo like master. She was very cute. She had like blonde hair. Uh. She was very striking. She's another one that they could put on the main roster, and if she her English is strong, like she'd just be yeah. another Lexi or Alexa Bliss, you know, in terms of being yeah. like. But she's tougher. My God, is she tougher? She she'll stretch school. Okay. So yeah, and so I'll say the ponytail, ponytail, yeah. the one that came out in the pirate outfit, and oh, that's Tari Hojo. Hojo. So, yeah, so Ponytail, Hojo, and Marty Bell are the three that, uh, and all for different reasons. All yeah. for very different reasons. So Marty for, Bell just because for me, she's gorgeous and her body is sickening. Same with the Ponytail Lady, but she seems more imposing and more like a, you know, fighter. Well, I thought that Hojo. she had as a qualifier between Reagan's and Sweet Face, and you can't whip another woman with your hair. Like, that's just so disrespectful. She did, though. And she whipped the right one. Yeah. She's probably going to eat a listen. Wait till we find out that uh, uh, Rachel's McTweet face is quitting NXT to go star in that Confederate show. <laughs> the Confederate show? Yeah, the, you saw in the group meet there's going to be a show. The guys who are doing Game of Thrones somehow took their success and they're going to make a show about what happened if the Confederacy won. Oh, okay. For HBO. So it's basically Man in the High Castle. That sounds cool as shit. 
And I mean, cool, like, you know, like, over grouping pure, cool. You, know. <laughs> you, you trying to, you trying to Clayton Bigsby is right here? Yeah, that sounds good. Get all of them right No, here. I mean, it's a show. I mean, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, I no, got that my stars sound. and bars at I mean, the box. Just, yeah, I mean, what if and alternative uh, stories, that, that's, I mean, you got my attention, like, immediately. That's why oh, when I heard about the concept of Man in the High Castle, I was like, oh, I'm going to be watching that. <laughs> and on top of it, I want to read the book now, too. So, Well, here's the problem, though. When you have Lindelof and whatever his face is, when you had Game of Thrones, when you had source material, and you still, when in doubt, went to raping one of your key characters so they could quote-unquote grow. What do you think they're going to do when they have an environment where it's black people subjugated for another 250, 300 years? That's going to get dark. Like, well, you know, you know uh, Mammy had to learn in that situation that even though she was fighting for freedom, freedom comes at a cost. Yeah. Sorry, Mammy. See, see, Travis, 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 Travis brought habitual line cross. I hey. can't wait for your comments about John McCain's brain tumor. You mean the brain tumor that the that the GOP shot into his body to, so they could delay it? No, I, I, I had a weird. Like, like ego, like ego, the living planet. It was like, yeah, let me uh, let me slide this tumor in real quick. Chill, because I just got Ultimate Eight and. I, you know, I'm behind like a motherfucker mm-hmm. on everything. So uh, I heard there was a big, big fight between Galactus and Lagos, and Logos or whatever yeah. in that in that episode or in that issue. So I'll probably get to that tomorrow. Oh, fuck, I gotta write something for the torch. <sighs> yeah. Goddamn, Wade threw me all off this week by having the newsletter coming out on Tuesday instead of Wednesday, and then having me on the podcast one show last night during my normal traditional writing night. So I'm all uh, I'm all disheveled. <laughs> well, I'll leave you to your reading, and then we'll uh, we'll catch up then in about forty minutes or so. Hour. Cool. Uh, all you free folks, uh, we'll get on y'all next week. Be here, uh, same time, same channel. Uh, any new listeners we've got because of, um, my exposure on podcast one last night. Uh, welcome aboard. Uh, feedback, feedback, feedback. Hit me on Twitter. You can find it, hit us on the, at the show at East Coast Cast, or you can hit me personally at Trav Lord. Uh, email us, uh, find us on Facebook. Whatever way you got to get at us, let me know what you thought of the show. Uh, if it's a, you know, it's a big giant change. It's a, or not change, but it's certainly a different tone than any of the other live casts or podcast one shows. So uh, if you're a new listener and you heard me because uh, you got exposed on on podcast one, let me know. Um, I'd be happy to uh, interact with the uh, new listeners. See what they're what's on their mind and what they're thinking and what they think of the show. So, uh, so get at us. Uh, VIP folks hang out, click over, uh, Rich and I, as we just said, we'll be, we'll be by. And for VIP portion, we're going to talk secret empire, uh, 
I read Volume 1 of Morning Glories and Volume 1 of Southern Bastards and Volume 1 of The Chew this week. So, probably get into that a little bit. And then uh, another topic, Samoa Joe, uh, potential of him being champion, and then we got some VIP emails. So, again, free folks, we'll talk to you all next week. VIP folks, click over to me and Rich. I'm out of here.